Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Yeah, here we are. It is hump day. Welcome in, everybody. Sports Day YouTube Network. What's going on, everybody? What's up, fellas? What's up, D-Gum? What's up, D-Brooks? How we doing? I'm telling you, man, these hours pass by so fast. It doesn't seem like 24 hours since we last sat here and chatted. It's like, where does the time go, man? I know. Wow. I know. I know. My goodness. Not what? that I don't enjoy your company, which I do immensely. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Bear. Say something negative. Because anytime I try to say something positive, you want to throw D-Gun's lying. Go ahead. Say it. Get it out of your system early it's, in the show. It's, def- it's definitely a pleasure working with D-Gun every day. Rob Ellis. <laughs> oh, my God. I think you Rob Ellis, but D-Gun. <laughs> Rob Ellis, yeah. It's getting deep, baby. <laughs> wow. Hey, man. You know what? So, you know, I have these cameras all around the house. So, lately, I've been noticing every time there's motion, and it's like 2 or 3 in the morning, there's this red fox that's and maybe more than one is patrolling the neighborhood. And one of the paths is like uh, on one side of my house, the right side of my house. And so I got to be careful now when I let the little dogs, out. I mean, we got a fence all the way around it, but you know, they can dig under it. You know, the one dog PJ, he'll go down swinging if the Fox gets in the yard. The other one, <laughs> Yobi, the other one, Yobi, the, the, the overgrown Chihuahua, he'll try to make friends while the dog, while the Fox is eating him up, you know? <laughs> what you say? <laughs> But, but Yobi, Yobi, I mean, a PJ will go down swinging. I'm telling you yeah. that right now. He's yeah, only... My dog would not go down swinging. No? No. no. My dog PJ... would be like, have them. Have at them. Yeah. Yeah. See, PJ's like about 13, 14 pounds, half beagle, half whatever the heck he is. He goes down. That dude, I think he fights with his own shadow. There are many times at night when we put him in a crate and we put the blanket over the crate to keep it warm. Every night, like clockwork, at a certain point at night, he lets out this growl like he's fighting with himself in the cage. I'm like, 
is he dreaming or what? His dogs, I'm telling you, dogs, I tell you, we got three special ed dogs here, man. This is, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, and by the way, what's up, everybody, in the chat section? Hope you guys are doing well. Thanks for hanging out with us. We we appreciate you. Did you guys know, you said Red Fox, did you know when a cardinal, when you see a cardinal, that means that's a loved one coming down to visit you? Really? I didn't know that. It's symbolic for that, saying you, I'm here. Don't it worry. Was funny, it's funny you should say that because it's a Southern belief you know, having spent a lot of time in my grandparents' farm in Tennessee, that if a white dove is 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 flying over your home, that means somebody's about to die. You know. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, and it, that's always been a uh, believe a southern. I don't know if that's just a southern thing, a regional thing, but you know, every time I see this flock of white doves flying over houses in my neighborhood, I'm thinking, uh oh. And it's I don't know. And you know, we've noticed that because sometimes they'll land right on the loft, right above my deck where I keep some of my grills. And there's always like eight or 10 of them. And we've noticed that they have bands on them. So I wonder if somebody released white doves when somebody died or if somebody released them after a wedding. But they they flock together. They're always together and they go from house to house. And the thing is, I look down in my nice covers. Occasionally, they cover my grills, have white dove poop on them. So mm. <laughs> what, what does it sound like when doves cry? <laughs> this is what it sounds like. When doves cry, y'all are on a roll today, man. What is? Oh, Prince we're just getting Prince, started, baby. Prince naked, rolling out of a tub. I don't know what's going on, man. He's doing the thing where he goes. He just blows. Chappelle, Chappelle, when he was when they were it was the episode with Charlie oh. Murphy. Chappelle's like rolling around on a basketball. Right. <laughs> it's great. Which, Eric Winters, like what part of Tennessee we may yeah. be related? Eric Winters, Mason, Tennessee, which is thirty minutes. Drive outside of Memphis. He says we might be related. No, man, I ain't related to nobody in this chat room. I'm going to tell you that right now. No. <laughs> you know that. You don't know that for sure. Yes, I do. I know it all, man. I don't care what Ancestry.com says. I'll tell you, my wife bought me one of those like two Christmases ago. I still have yet to. And it's a. I guess it's a big fad now because everybody, you know, I, did, I didn't know I was Irish, Polish, you, right. you know, whatever. And I'm like, what are you, D-Gun? I said, a mutt? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I did the same thing. I did years ago, though. Yeah, I did years did you? ago. Yeah. And what did you yeah. find out? Other than and the I'm, fact that you were a box of sorted nuts, what did you find out? I, I'm 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 87 straight Mandingo off the plains of you Africa. No, you ain't no dang Mandingo. I'm telling you, bro. I'm from the Ivory Coast. Bro. <laughs> Rob is like, what the heck? You know <laughs> what? We just thought my my family oh. always. I used to do that all the time, Barrett. I'm straight 100 Mandingo. My fam my family looks at me like. <laughs> Hold on, but look though, look, look. I, I said it to my dad. I said it to my dad, showing what I was. He told me, I said, well, "Well, son, why did you get it? You don't believe I'm your dad?" I'm like, "No, I ain't got nothing to do with that." <laughs> so you just, just started trouble, man. Yeah, he thought I was saying that I. Uh, he tried to see who my real dad. I said, "No, nah, pops, you my real dad." Okay, you. <laughs> I said, hey, on, Paul, we know Rob could be Mandingo, man. We don't know. I <laughs> don't know. <laughs> You don't know what's going be, on here. He could be yeah. Irish Mandingo. Correct. <laughs> that is correct, sir. I did yeah. find out. I did find out the last name Gun was was Scottish. I always thought it was English. I was I was a little shocking. About I always thought it was Irish. It's, it's Scottish. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, there was a and I can't think of his name. I apologize. He was a tech. He worked with. I think I told you guys the story. Him and his wife um, took a trip. This is like 10, 12 years ago, and they drove from like. Um, so Italy or France and, and ended up in Scotland and stuff. And they came to this out liquor store and he bought different types of Scottish liquor. And he looked in his little green bottle about this big. And it said, 
gun whiskey on it. G-U-N and gun whiskey. He goes, D-Gun, I brought this for you. And I'm like, where'd you get this? He says, Scotland. And, he, and I'm like, I'm part Scottish? I thought I was English. I'm, That's pretty I'm cool. Up. I'm t- so I'm all messed up now. So if it, my wife and all my kids have done the Ancestry.com and my wife claims she's about 3% black. Well, ain't, she ain't got no black. Ain't no, ain't no, 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 she ain't no, no, no. But, and so I haven't done it yet. I'm still, it's still sitting in the box brand new. Maybe and, we'll make that a segment one day or a show. Have you done, have you done it, Rob? The Ancestry. No, I haven't done thing? it. No. I haven't. No. <laughs> Philiopolis said, Rob, straight pilgrim. <laughs> he said, Rob, straight pilgrim. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you're better off not knowing. You know right, I mean? right, 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 right. <laughs> me oh I, you know God. what I, I just did it just just to do it you oh. know what i mean I, <laughs> <laughs> the chat, the chat section is already on fire oh my goodness. <laughs> oh man that's good this that's good wild, right, so a couple a couple things here to hit uh pretty interesting oh, first off really great sudden, no i'm not getting serious this is great spoiler party go ahead <laughs> All right, let's keep going, man. Let's go, man. Yeah, man do your thing, Rob. <laughs> um, so, uh, DeMar Hamlin got released from the hospital. Yes. He's out. Yes. Great. He's been discharged from the Buffalo you, hospital. Yes. Uh, he's going to start just doing, you know, rehab work with the Bills, like straight rehab work. He passed every test. Uh, mm. This is crazy, man. I mean, it's only been oh, nine, nine days. days. Yep. Yes. Nine days. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So he went through all his testing in Cincinnati. They they transfer, uh, transferred him to a hospital in Buffalo. Went through all his testing there at Buffalo General. Totally stable. Everything's good to go. Boom, he's out. He is out, man. Joined by his parents, uh, his seven-year-old brother. Um, and he's, he's good. He's good. So he's going to start rehabbing. And, you know, who knows what the future holds, man. But the bottom line is it looks like he's going to be able to have a normal life. So that's really all that matters. Man. I wonder if he's going to be able to play ball again. Exactly. I don't know. Well, uh, the guy who played for Chris Pronger, he played an additional 12 years after what he went through back in 1998. You yeah. Know? Took a puck to the chest and dropped, you know, and wow. uh, he played 12 more years after that. So, you know, everybody's different. Just just think about this. Nine days ago, this dude had to be resuscitated not once, but twice. Mm. Okay. Heart stopped twice. On his way to the hospital, nine days later, he's walking out, clean bill of health. Incredible! Uh, that's it is a, that's incredible. a miracle. That's it a is miracle. a miracle. It is. I mean, it really. Uh, we talk about football plays being miracles. This is a what? miracle, man. What? So, pretty awesome. <sighs> pretty awesome. So that's great. And that man, that news just keeps getting better and better and better. As far it as that does, goes. man, it does. A mm. um, couple other things: the the NFL uh, first team All Pro uh, All Pros have been released. Now, this is a a big time honor. It's it's a it's different than the Pro Bowl, and I know people get it confused, and it can be confusing for sure. Like I get it, um, but this is a this is a biggie, man. Um, so let's let's run through it, guys, and you tell me what you think here, okay? And who got in, who didn't get in, um, you know, et cetera. And and let's start. Well, let, why don't we do this? Let's start with the Eagles who got in. So um, Jason Kelsey is the first team center. Lane Johnson, first team tackle. And Darius Slay, first team mm-hmm. cornerback. Okay. Wow. So you got okay. three Eagles on the team. So let's run through it. Quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Running back, Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Fullback, Kyle Jusek from San mm-hmm. Francisco. Your receivers are Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams. Yep. Tight ends, Travis Kelsey. 
Your left tackle is Trent Williams. Your left guard is uh, Joel Batonio, who uh, plays for Cleveland. Jason Kelsey's the center. Right guard is Zach Martin from Dallas. Right tackle is Lane Johnson. Pretty cool. You got two Kelsey brothers on the first team. Absolutely. Offense. Imagine being their parents. That is unbelievable. Absolutely. That is crazy. Uh, and, and both will probably be Hall of Famers. I yeah. think they both are. Most definitely. Both definitely. Uh, your edge guys are Nick Bosa from San Francisco, Miles Garrett from Cleveland. Your interior yep. defensive linemen are Chris Jones from Kansas City, Aaron Donald from the Rams. Your nose tackles, Dexter Lawrence from the Giants. Your off ball linebackers, Fred Warner from the 49ers, Roquan Smith from the Ravens. Your corners are Patrick Sertan, the second. From Denver, Darius Slay from the Eagles. Your free safety is Micah Fitzpatrick. Your strong safety is Derwin James. You know, I, I would say hard to debate a lot of these. I would say uh, one that leaps out to me, Aaron Donald got in on reputation. Yeah, he, did. he, didn't, he didn't earn it this year. Of course. Popularity contest. Yep. Yep. He didn't earn it this year. The, if, the, I, if I had an Eagles beef, I would say, you know, Hassan Reddick, could, you could make a case for him. Javon Hargrave can make a case for him. I agree. The, the, when I looked at and compared the numbers, uh, obviously Bosa slam dunk, 18 and a half sacks. Yep. Miles Garrett tied uh, Reddick with uh, 16 uh, sacks. Miles Garrett has 60 total tackles. Reddick 49. Garrett had 18 tackles for losses. Reddick 11. But, you know, uh, a good friend of ours who was a former coworker of ours, and ever since she told me this, I said, Wow. She is part of the group from NFL films that goes around these NFL teams to get these players in the locker room to vote for pro bowl and all pro. And the numbers are skewed in a lot of ways because some teams hardly vote. They'll leave the ballot sitting in the locker room and they'll just sit there for days. So some teams, some teams barely vote. You have to really prod them to vote. Other teams jump on the opportunity to vote for their guys. Now, for the players who get voted, it's huge because most of them, obviously I don't I know all the contracts, but most of them get a big bump in terms of uh, bonus money for making first team all pro um, as well as making the pro bowl. So that's huge for them. And But Aaron Donald popularity contest, you know, yeah. first and foremost, I agree. I th- the biggest one I have a problem with is cornerback sauce garden. Did it not get on there? Really? He should have been on there before Sertain and Darius Slate. Great There's no question about that. No question. Is that, is that, that rookie lack of respect there? Is that what that is? Yes. That's exactly what it is. Absolutely. Well, let me say this. I was with um I was with NFL Films for five years. And during the time I was there, I went out and did the Pro Bowl voting maybe three times. And they would send me to like, like I went to, I remember going to Cincinnati. And I go in, I'd have to talk to guys, and I'd get like maybe 15 guys to go ahead and vote just 15 mm-hmm. out of you know 53 guys 15 guys to vote and i would come back and they'd be like man you got 15 shoot we've been averaging five yep it was more so a popular contract and i'm telling them oh man don't vote for this guy because he's gonna get in over this guy over here yep so i mean that's hard to really to really get an accurate assessment on that stuff you know so so mm-hmm. you have to deal with people outside of your peers to see who really wins. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. look, get, getting three uh, is nothing to sneeze at, man. You know, um, getting Kelsey and Lane Johnson and Slay is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. You know, yeah, right. in and of itself. Look, I, I think you could had had Jalen not getting gotten hurt for the last couple of games and and, and, they, and then whatever Sunday was where they were kind of playing conservative. You know, I, I think he's in an argument, but I can't, I can't 
I can't beef with Patrick Mahomes. You know, you I, I, I no, no issue with that whatsoever. Um, I look at some of these other guys. I mean, Josh Jacobs had an incredible year. Like, I'm not saying Miles Sanders would have been in the mix. I'm just saying in terms of like debating whoever. I, I think for the most part they got it right. Um, again, yeah, and, and Hargrave getting double digit sacks from the tack, tackle position is really impressive. And uh, Hassan Reddick, not only the the sacks guys, the forced fumbles. Well, he had five forced fumbles. I, mean, I get, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Hassan Reddick, he picked it up later mid to late season. So that might have been, you know, what what really kept him from getting that notoriety because <clears throat> once you get once you get going and you get people to notice you during the season, you know what I'm saying? At the beginning yeah. of the season, they start then they start riding your name and listen to your name. Since he started a little later, those first three games were tough for him. Yeah. After that he started really getting it up. You know what I'm saying? And, and he got comfortable with the system. And you know, I think next year is when he's gonna get his his big to do. You know, everybody's gonna know who Son Reddick is yeah. after you know, not after this year, you know what I'm saying? Because more so it's a name recognition thing more so than anything. It's not yeah. really, you know, these guys aren't really looking at the film. Now the players are looking at the film, right? but everybody else is not really looking at the film. He has made it. He is more of a player now than he, you take all the three years before then, because he has put pass rush moves on top of pass rush moves. He now is a complete player. He plays the run, gets to the field, uh, make sure he turns things back in. He plays, he plays at an effort, man. That, you know, you just get on this level, and it's making everybody else get on this level on the defensive line. He's creating things for others on the team. That's when I. That's when you know you're a big time guy when you're creating um, matchups for other people on the D line. That's exactly what he's doing. He's getting the one on one. He's allowing others to get the one on one blocks while he's getting double, triple team, and and and, and chipper sent his way. He should have got his respect based on the fact he's got double-digit sacks three consecutive, three different teams in consecutive years. Yeah, yeah. Now, right. that's unheard of. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, does he get hurt that he did it with three different teams? He shouldn't. He shouldn't. Uh, he should get accolades for that. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Is yeah, he- it doesn't. And I, I that was – I'll tell you, I was worried about that, the way the Eagles were going to use him before the season, and it's, well, you know. Well, that was worry. the problem. That was yeah. the big problem. Aaron's like, well, how are you going to use him? How are you going to set it up? And I can remember saying, all right, what are they going to do? They're going to line him up a linebacker, then have him blitz this place and that place. And I remember saying, I sat back and I looked at the film of the first game. I said, you know what? They just got to put him somewhere and just leave him there and let him pass rush from that position. And then a week later, no, two weeks later, they said, you know what? And that's exactly what they did. We're just going to leave him over the right tackle and let him go. And he has played lights out ever since then. You didn't need to put him. You didn't need to make him uh, uh, put him in a position to to, to go out there and, and, and rush the passer. Mm-hmm. Just put him one place and let him go. Just say, go hunt. You know what I'm saying? Go get him. And once they did that, he just stays right there over that right tackle. He has been killing folks. Yeah, he has. Killing folks. He really has. i tell you who else had a pretty good argument to get in as an all-pro. How about A.J. Brown? Yeah. Okay. Yep. A.J. finished fourth in receiving yards. Now, the top six receivers, five of the top six receivers in the NFL all had 100 or more receptions this year. A.J. finished fourth in receiving with 88 catches, number one. A.J. led receivers with 17 yards per catch average. Um, And he had 11 touchdowns compared to Jefferson had eight. Now, Devontae Adams, 14. Okay. The Jefferson averaged 14.1 yards per catch, Devontae 15.2. But even more so, how in the world do you leave Tyreek Hill out? 
He's as well known as anybody. Tyreek Hill was number two in receiving yards, 14.47 tests. How in the world do you leave Tyreek off this list? Touchdowns. Touchdowns Touchdowns hurt him. It was only seven. He has seven um, compared to the other guys that got in. He just got those. He just got like he just got like three more within the past two or three weeks. Because he had he had been around four for like six weeks. He had like four uh, touchdowns. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Eric Winters. Why not Jalen Rager? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he did get he did get robbed. I mean, I you know did you guys have you guys looked at his numbers? Who Rager's? Yeah. No. Do you do you want to hear them? Oh yeah, I gotta hear this. So he played in all 17 games. Okay. Um, he ends up with 25 receiving yards, <laughs> 6.3 yards per uh, per catch, oh, and, oh and one receiving touch. No, actually, no receiving touchdowns. Jeez. Come on. Don't say that, bro. So, oh, yeah, how goodness. many yards? 20, uh, 25. On, 25 total yards. How many catches? <laughs> He ends up. I guess it's, it's hard to. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So he had. Uh, let's see, eight catches. Eight catches. I'm sorry, I, I, I'm off a little bit. Eight catches, 104 yards. Oh, okay, 104 yards. Oh yeah. wow, how many yards per catch is that? Uh, it's not bad actually. Uh, 13 per catch. No, don't don't say it's not bad. It is bad. <laughs> That's god awful. Eight catches. It's less than a half a catch per game. But anyway, Jeez. Uh, That's yeah. hard to do, man. It's hard. It is hard to do. do. It is hard. He was a star. Uh, he didn't start for them. No, he played a lot though. He did play. He a got lot. some time. Yeah, I mean, he was mostly their punt returner. But anyway, um, yeah, that's a mess. But nope. uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's who ends up getting in. Uh, Jake Elliott gets an accolade. Eagles have won a ton of these this year. He got the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. He hit five field him. goals. It's the third time he's won it. Good they got him. a really good kicker, man. You know, yeah, I mean, that's a that's yeah, a nice thing. One of the things you don't worry about going into the playoffs. I I feel good about him in a big spot. He's so accurate and so consistent. When he misses one, it's like you, the wind's been sucked out of you because you're not used to him missing. Right. Exactly. You know, right. It's it's, just, it's a bit. It's funny. It's a big story when he misses a kick. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's like Turner in Baltimore when he he missed a kick. What? Yeah. Yeah. He he missed. That's How's one that of the possible? surprises that he wasn't the uh, the kicker. The kicker. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was. It's a guy in Seattle, but yeah. Uh, you know, Tucker's the man. You know, I think sure. I think kick returner and punt returner were a joke. The kick returner was Corderell Patterson down in Atlanta. He had nine returns for 284 yards. Green Bay's Keyshawn Nixon, 17 returns for 1,009 yards. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, well, wow. you're right. That That's a total, That's a joke. That's a joke. You're right. That dude is wow. the most dangerous kick returner in the game, and it's not even close. No, of course. There's no yeah. question about that, man. In fact, yeah. I'd have, instead of Cordell Patterson, I'd have picked the kid from Dallas before I did that. Yeah, I agree. And you know I how agree. I hate Dallas. Yeah, yeah. what well, a kid for Dallas was the punt return, Kevante Turpin. He had uh, – I just had it here. He had 29 returns for 303 yards, which was only ninth best in the league. This kid, Marcus Jones from New England, 29 returns He's for good. 362 yards. He's so he really good. It. Yep, he's really – yeah, you're right. There's like three, four guys you could have yeah. chosen ahead of him. And, yeah, and sure. one other guy who got a job, I think, is Judon from New England. Yeah, the, he the season he had, he had a great me? year. Yep. But again, it's a popularity <laughs> name recognition contest. But that's like that's like total production when you think a guy like Jodon. Jodon, because he's not just a pass rusher, he's not right. just a run stopper. He right. does 
everything very, very well. They put him in an awkward position. And he's still able to go out there and make things happen. Yep. Um, he's got you got to put him up there with the with the tops. But but I mean, how do you how do you how do you say Nick Bosa doesn't belong there? Yeah, it's hard you know, to bump the guys over there. It's like hard. I, I yeah. can't. You know, like I said, it. I think it's those hard. guys are yeah worthy. Absolutely, absolutely. Miles Garrett. How do you argue That's against Miles Garrett? You know. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. What um, do you say? I, huh? Uh, what do you say? What do you say when you say he didn't belong there? All right, he missed two games because he got he was in a car accident. Is that yeah, why you do I mean, it? I mean, yeah. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, yeah. You no, know, I hear you. I we all have our favorites, and you know, and, and that's why we debate these things because, like you said, Rob, most of it makes sense. But when you look at certain things, like you know, the kick returner, the punt returner, um, Aaron Jones getting on, uh, Aaron Donald getting on the list. How do you leave Tyreek Hill off? Wait a minute. What about AJ Brown? Who was fourth in the league with 88 catches compared to everybody else in the top top five or six over 100 catches? It, it's yeah. a great conversation. No, no doubt, and that's what that's why you know they do it. We we debate it. That's why um, Sixers won. How about this stat, guys? So Joel Embiid last night, 36 points, 11 rebounds in 23 minutes and 56 seconds. Jeez. He's the first player in NBA history. To post at least 35 points, 10 rebounds in fewer than 25 minutes. Jeez. His 36 points are the most ever scored by a Sixers player in 25 or fewer minutes. That's unbelievable, <laughs> man. Especially with AI. Yeah. Julius Will Chamberlain Irvin. play for this Will organization? Chamberlain. Julius wow. Irving, Charles Barkley, AI. That's that is what, what do he do? Just bucket hanging everybody threw the ball down the court to him. I, right. I, I, I look, I'm taking nothing away from the Sixers because they play really well. That right. Pistons team. Is, is the, maybe the worst team I've ever seen. Like it's close. <laughs> wow, I'm not kidding you guys. It, like they are, they're not even like G League worthy. Like I don't think they'd win the G League. They're 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 playing the hinky. Yeah, they're playing the hinky game. They're playing the process game right now, and it's. I don't think it's good for the game. I don't think it's good for the. I'm glad the Sixers won. Like don't get me wrong. Um, and they played much better basketball lately. It's just the major question here is what level of competition you know they've won seven mm. of their last 10 and we'll get into the Sixers more later but the, the good thing is Harden is really clicking right now and Bede's really clicking right now and Maxi is is getting there he's not quite all the way to himself yet but he's not far either so right right, that, right, right. that's the really good signs and you, and you know what in the absence of Embiid, you know, Montrez Harrell and B-Ball Paul and some of those guys have gotten opportunities and I think showing you that they're worthy of minutes mm-hmm. I hope it, I hope at least Doc thinks they're worth mm. So we'll see. Bro, it's at the end of the day, man. This team, they're a good team, but are they able to get through the East? That's it. It's still so it's it's still such a good I mean it used to be the West. Now it's the East, man. We we mm-hmm. got power here, man. We got some powerhouses here. Uh, you know, you go back four years ago, everything was like, you know, talking about Lakers and Golden State and you know, even the Suns. Now, I mean, all the powerhouse teams are on 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 the East Coast now. I mean, yeah. all of them are. Right, listen, I'm with you. I'm I am 100 with you. It's all going to come down to it's all well and good, and and I give them props. They're playing really well. But it's all going to with this team. We're at that juncture where it's all about the playoffs. Well, we're, we're we're like four now. We're behind. We're behind even Cleveland right now, right? They're four. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they're slightly ahead of Cleveland. Like okay. they're both the Sixers are 25 and 15 Cleveland's 26 and 16. So they're, they're ahead of Cleveland right now. Uh, they have the Celtics, the the Nets and the Bucks in front of them. So the Sixers are only three and a half back from the top spot. They're wow. not, 
they're not far off. And Brooklyn's without uh, Durant right now. He's going to be out about a month. Wow. So you can make up some ground there if they start to come back to earth a little bit. Um, you know, they, they played unbelievable basketball. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. The Flyers, they're playing tonight. Um, they, they host the Capitals, Ovechkin and the Capitals. I wanted to hit you guys with this. We had, we had James Palmer coming up. But um, actually, you know, I want to save this because I think there's a little bit more meat on that bone and we'll get into – uh, coming up at one o'clock. So let, let's get a timeout and let's talk to uh, James Palmer from the NFL Network. All things Eagles and NFL when we come back. Uh, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, we're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm going to tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. I can tell you from my own personal experience, I had a tough time finding the right person to trust with my finances. And when I found Jim, it was a godsend. And it will be for you as well. If you're out there, you're not really sure what direction to go. Jim is great as a sounding board for anything, any type of investment, anything you're looking at, changes you want to make, et cetera. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you have a small business and you need help setting up your employee benefits. Jim can help you with all those kind of things. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be as well. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You could email him as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at Principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at Principal.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Back, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Wednesday. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, I am Rob Ellis. Uh, thrilled to have our next guest on. He does an amazing job. Always learn something from his reports and everything that James does. You can follow James Palmer at James Palmer TV, covers the NFL for the NFL Network. And I'm going to say it right now. He's a one seed in the hair business. I give James – and I don't throw that around. I, I, second, I second that. Yeah. I second that. But I, I, I got to ask him this real quick. James, yes. you, James, you know I love you to death like family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why is it every time I see you reporting from the field, you get the coldest weather assignments <laughs> of anybody I know? I'm, I'm starting a Get James Palmer to a Warm Weather Site fan club. And I'm going to be with the Chiefs through the playoffs, so your See, fan club is going to be miserable. What did, what did you do then, to get the Arctic co- coverage? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. You know what stinks, too? Because we're talking about the hair. We're talking about So I'm not throwing a hat on. I'm not doing a hat on this. <laughs> exactly. You can't. You're a money maker. James, when you do out. our show, can you have a lid on again, man? Oh, I'm right, man. I'm right with you, James. No, I want everybody to see these curls. Yeah, right? Look at those things flow. It's, it's, it's like that game in Chicago this year was the coldest one this season um, Ooh, against yeah. the Eagles. Uh, and then Stacey Dales did it the next week where it was just as bad, maybe worse. But that, that, that cold breeze, it was more than a breeze because I don't know if anybody made a kick pregame, but that cold wind coming off the lake at Soldier Field yeah, was baby. no joke. And A.J. Brown came out. He was the first one out because I think he wanted to, like, acclimate to the cold. And he was out there, and he comes over. He's like, I've been cold a lot. This is this is another level. And he went back in and came back out with like a hoodie. So like, yeah, it was that was a tough one. I love the guys who were trying to prove a point in warmups and they have no shirt on. Like the line, yeah, those guys. Yeah. it's like dude, no, 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 no. That, that was tell uh, me you're not cold. I mean, really? if I look like David Njoku, like I would maybe do <laughs> right. it, but because that guy's unbelievable, he does it every game, no matter what. He's top. Bro, that's 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 ridiculousness there, man. I mean, I understand. I was an office alignment all those years, and I had to do it. I wouldn't have did it if I didn't have to do it. It was never a thing. I know how tough I am, so it was never a thing with that. The coaches would say, don't do it. And that's the only reason why I didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I messed up, Jay. Just like you got all these cold weather games. I never crossed the Mason-Dixie line when, in my career. I played with Philly, that's Detroit, that's Green Bay, Giants, and the Steelers. I was in all cold weather places. Let me ask you this. who, What position group gets the coldest? The way the game goes, because I mean, you're kickers, every- yeah, I mean, kicker. I don't know how you pick that rock because you're right. sitting there all all game. But like, like, what is it? Because I mean, you guys in the trenches are, are banging every play. You probably yes. actually keep warm. Exactly. In a sense. Well, those guys that don't play like the, you know, like like you said, the kickers, but receivers because they have no meat on their bones. Yeah, and the like, hands got to be right. killing you. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like DBs don't have to touch you, but receivers have to catch. So yeah, they're man. always up next to those uh, heaters, always. Yeah. Yeah, hey, hey, James, I always equate the the hawk blowing off of Lake Michigan and Green Bay and Wisconsin as somebody trying to pickpocket your backside. Because <laughs> no matter how thick of a coat you wear, many times as I've sit out on like, hey, man, somebody just touched my button and you look like yeah. just the wind. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. I got oh, to yeah. go. And I'm from Wisconsin. I got to go. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we got to start with this then, James. You got the shirt on. You're covering the Bills throughout. Uh, yes. And and he got released today from uh, from Buffalo General. Oh, this is a Bryce Harper shirt. Oh, it's a Harper. Oh, I thought yeah. you had a Demar Hamlin on. I'm sorry. Oh, it does um, kind of look. I mean, when, it's, when the skyline. Oh, we're seeing the like three. That. Yeah, we're seeing the yeah. three. Okay. By the way, it's a yeah. sweet shirt. That is a sweet shirt. I'm liking that. You might have some connections at the Phillies that maybe this was a freebie. I'm not going to lie. Yes. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Um, let's start with Hamlin then, since you are covering them, though. Um, we're just saying this. It was only nine days ago this happened, man. And he's already discharged and now can go rehab with the Bills. This is unbelievable, man. It's it's unreal. It's it's unreal. I think we take – and Barrett can probably speak to this better than any of us in this conversation. I think we take so many people on teams' mm-hmm. medical staffs for granted mm-hmm. yes. and how unbelievably talented they are at their jobs. Mm-hmm. And I don't think – you know, there was a better place, as awful as this was, for this to happen outside of a hospital. Mm. Like, this this might be the, the best place for something like this to happen. When you have two sets of teams, full medical personnel, that just watch the game like a hawk. If you ever watch trainers and how quickly they get out on the field, it's because yep. they usually know exactly what happened from the minute it happened, whether it's an ACL or whether mm-hmm. it's something like this, the severity of it, a neck injury, they know so quickly. So to have two two groups that are just watching you with all of their sets of eyes to get out there as quickly as they did, and then there's a paramedic staff on site, there's an ambulance mm-hmm. on site, it is the perfect storm to to be able to try to come out of this successful. And I just think, you know, it went from, I think everybody on the field in terms of medical personnel deserve the credit that they've been getting. Maybe it's not even enough um, because what they did is they, they literally saved someone's life on, mm. on a football field. And it's unbelievable. There's only one other instance that I've covered or been around from a football hit similar to this. We can get into it. It happened to DJ Hayden at the University of Houston when I was down there. And he tore, he collided with a teammate in practice. And he tore his vena cava in his heart. Mm. He just started bleeding. His heart was pumping. It never stopped. But he just started bleeding out in his chest cavity. Oh, like just every pump, it was going to nowhere in his body. Um, that one was just as bad, but his heart never stopped. Eventually, I remember talking to the paramedics there, and they were like, they got to him. They're like, this was the coldest hand of a person I've ever touched that was still alive. Wow. wow. He's holding up. Coming back, I followed his whole recovery. It was a nine-month, ten-month recovery. Ends up going in the first round of the Raiders, if you remember, with the 12th pick, I think yep. in 2012, I want to say. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he was cut from here to here. And, again, the reason I bring that up is there weren't really any signs in that one. He was still awake, and he was kind of just on the field, like really lethargic. He, he couldn't get up. And, and the, the, their head trainer at University of Houston was like, I don't know what's wrong with you, but something just doesn't feel right. And because of his decision in that is the reason DJ Hayden's alive. So mm. I'm just talking about these training staffs as a whole that deserve so much more credit. And DeMar and his family, I think, deserve a ton of credit for, you know, the, everything that they've been through and the way his parents are. We've heard Miles Sanders talk about, you know, how good his family is and, and everything like that. It's just it's just awesome. It's just going to make the playoffs that much better. Mm. Yeah, no question. And boy, if, if there's. You imagine him just not, I'm not even talking about playing, just going at walking out of the tunnel in his number three jersey. And what I mean, is if Buffalo wasn't already, you know, just on this rocket ship already? Incredible. I, I don't know if any has everybody been there. Has everybody been to Buffalo for a game? I mean, oh, yeah. Thank can, you. Can, can you tell me what that crowd would do if he walked out onto the field before this game against the Dolphins Jeez, or if he's even bro. in a or if he's even in a booth mm-hmm. like he's in oh. a suite? 
unbelievable. That stadium man. just will. Yeah, it's going to be unreal. There's, there's three sets of fans you got to look at like that that are just ultimately crazy. Mm-hmm. Number one, probably be my Eagles fans. Mm-hmm. Number two, Buffalo. Number three, probably be the Raiders back in the day when they were back in okay. California. Okay. No, Ra- Raiders fans are still three. nuts. Yeah, Ra- yeah, Raiders fans are still. I would throw Kansas City in there also. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Pretty hardcore. Yeah. That's James, I mean, that place is, you, you'll get it. And the home of the. Jeez. And then it just rumbles. I mean, the whole yeah. place rumbles. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty it cool. Is. That is pretty cool. I don't think Seattle gets enough respect, also. That's a good one. Great point. Great yep. point. Yep. Seattle, man. My that place is one of the few places when I've left this state, my ears are ringing the next day. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's really good, Gunner. Actually, yeah. uh, l- let's talk birds, James. Uh, yeah. We're you know we're in a weird spot here, man. And I know you you obviously you cover the team, well, you cover all the teams, but you have you have tie to the area, so you keep a pretty close eye on what's going on. Unbelievable regular season when you take a step back a little bit. Um, but when you look at it a little bit closer, you saw the way that it ended. And there are some people right now that are a little trepidatious, I guess is the word I keep using here. Um, what, what is your sense of where this team is right now? And how much do you worry about the finish as opposed to 14-3, bigger picture? Uh, the finish is because you didn't have Jalen Hurts. And you yeah. didn't have Jalen Hurts uh, 100% healthy in the last one. I mean, I mean, if, if anything, these last three games proved to you is that Jalen Hurts needs more consideration in the MVP vote. I mean, I because mm-hmm. everybody kept saying, you know, from Micah Parsons on about how, you know, it's a system quarterback and everything. I know coaches have said privately to people like, all right, A.J. Brown sets a re- franchise record. Devontae Smith sets a franchise mm-hmm. record. They set a franchise record for points, for wins. Somebody's throwing these guys the ball. Like, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. somebody's getting him the ball. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, I think what we saw most in that last game specifically, we can throw the two games out that they lost because I think if Jalen plays, well, we're not even playing some of these last ones. And he wasn't going to play in the last game, from what I'm told, if mm-hmm. the number one seed wasn't on the line, is that specifically in the red zone, you didn't see the same threat from this offense <laughs> that you do when you have Jalen Hurts as that added hat you know what I mean, to give you that advantage in the run game. They didn't really run the the zone read stuff at all, um, which they believe their offense in the red zone is virtually unstoppable the way they run it. And I think when you see Jalen doesn't have every one of his skill sets at his disposal, uh, it's not the same group. I think that is the only reason that you would give a little bit of a worry. Now, two weeks of rest on the shoulder – I'll be honest. I didn't think he was as banged up as as I found out it he was mm-hmm. after the game. I, I thought he was playing in this game, Gunner. Like, all right. I mean, he's back. Yep. All we kept hearing is he heals faster. All these things. It was tough to play in that game, and they, he wanted to to get the one seat. But I think if he's not, I'd, I'd only be nervous about the way they, they finish in, in the way it was if he's not 100. percent And I and he can't play the style of play that that he that he plays outside of that. Uh, Rob, I'm completely fine with the way the season went. And that was Nick's message to everything I listed. You, you, you have 15 more sacks than anybody else in football. James, for, for as much as you – many games as you've covered, when, it, when an offensive brain trust, and I'm talking about Sirianni and Steichen, when they've said for three consecutive weeks, we have to do a better job of calling plays, is that a concern for you for a team that has been as dominant for much of the season as they have, but yet the last three games of the season, granted – Hertz wasn't there for two, but still, that we have to do a better job of calling plays in consecutive weeks? 
Well, I do know that this is a coaching staff that when push comes to shove in a press conference, they just put all the blame on themselves. That is exactly what Nick Sirianni does with every single answer of, I need to do a better job. That one's on me. I mean, I think you guys have watched every press conference, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you could probably, I don't know what the tally would be at, but we all be hammered drunk if we more or less drank every time Nick Sirianni took the blame for something that we Mm -hmm. all were well aware was probably not entirely his fault. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think having this ability, Gunner, to self-scout this week, which is a massive advantage over every other team in the postseason. I don't think people get, like, how little time you get in the Mm -hmm. second half of the season and into the postseason to work on your craft, to work on yourself. Um, I think it's extremely important with that said, if they do truly feel like they've had some issues – that they do have this week to correct some of them. One of the things that makes this offense so good is they run so many things off of one thing that looks the same, right? And finding alternatives off of those, maybe they got, I don't want to say lazy, but maybe they didn't, you know, come up with as many as they would have liked over the last couple of weeks. But it's a big part of the way this offense operates. I'm not super concerned about it because, again, Jalen covers up when you have a mistake on some Mm -hmm. of those as well. But I do think they do take more blame than probably, you know, well, it's like what a lot of good coaches do. They take right. the blame. Andy Reid was the king of it. You know, yeah, that, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. absolutely. Well, well, then, you know, let's go to the other side of the ball. Then Gannon going against – now you're in the playoffs. You're going to be going against upper echelon quarterbacks and his ability to stop him. Can he be aggressive enough to stop him? You know, does this scheme fit within going over to the um, AFC and, and playing against a guy like, you know, Allen or, or, or maybe uh, Mahomes? Yeah, you could list almost any quarterback in the AFC postseason. They're all incredible. They're like all incredible. Um, Yeah, that's the thing because the scheme is not aggressive, right? It's just it's it's not an aggressive scheme. I do think the players fit it better this year than they did a year ago. I think you're going to have to be really good with picking your spots. I think you have enough talent up front to to find the best matchup. I do think he's done a better job this season, and obviously the sacks kind of show it having interchangeable pieces in your front seven to find the matchup that fits and you can move, move guys around to find guys that, that fit a favorable matchup in terms of picking on an offensive lineman, um, you know, that you think his skill set doesn't bode well against one of your guys. I do think that's been better than it was a year ago, but I think you got to find ways to, to be aggressive at times, but those guys at the same time, if you're overly aggressive, they burn you <clears throat> and it's a two play drive and, mm-hmm. and they're in the end zone. And so I do think, that's why, I mean, I look at what he runs is similar to what Fangio runs, right? He's the one who's trying to start all this. Vic's had unbelievable success, even though he hasn't won the games because his offense has been terrible on the teams he coached in Denver against Patrick Mahomes. Like, Mahomes struggles against this defense really, really mightily. So I do think you got to pick your spots well. But I think C.J. Gardner-Johnson changes the whole secondary. I think that was the biggest thing defensively that stood out to me on the back end. I mean, when he left, let's do the, the games. Week 12, right? I was at that game against Green Bay, lacerates the, the kidney. Till Up until the final game of the season, they were allowing the highest passer rating in football in that time right. period. Right. And so, I mean, I think he does change some of the things on the back end because of what they can do. But I think you just got to be strategic when you pick your spots. And I think Hassan Reddick, as I've pointed out on Twitter, uh, deserves much more credit. And maybe just rush him every down as opposed to every <laughs> right. dropping. Uh, just a guess. Yeah, hard to argue that. Uh, you know, that, that's for sure. James, so look at the NFC here. And we know the Niners are scorching, right? And yeah. we know Dallas is kind of tough to predict right now. And Dak's, frankly, been all over the place. Um, and you look at the Giants, who are not going to be easy out. And the Vikings, who probably don't get the respect. Maybe they deserve, et cetera. 
for you, is it just clear cut? It's the Niners is the biggest threat here for the Eagles? 100%. 100%. I've done the Niners this year. They have a mentality that is just – you envy uh, if you're another NFL team. Kyle mm-hmm. Juszczyk told me earlier this year, he goes, you know what we do, man? We celebrate violence. And I was like, oh, jeez, jeez, man, what a quote. A great line. And he was Amazing. Like, we celebrate violence. He goes, when we, on Saturday night, when we have a full team meeting, we don't watch a single offensive play. Zero. Wow. All we do is watch our defense blowing people up. That's all we watch. And everybody on the offensive side of the ball, from myself to George Kittle to Trent, everybody wants to go out there and bring that same physicality that our defense does. And when you have linebackers that hit and play the way that they have – I mean, it's, it is, it is a, a mentality that they truly believe. I was told this in Seattle uh, when I did their Thursday night game against the Seahawks that it affects quarterbacks before the game even starts. They literally believe that because of Jeez. the physicality they play with. And the guy didn't even mention is, is Bosa, who's probably going to win defensive player of the year. I think because of that, because of the skill guys that are around Brock Purdy and because of Kyle Shanahan, who, man, we could, we could have a, great debate about coach of the year yeah um has a really great shot to win coach of the year because he can he can set his quarterback up for success and limited failure so well that's that's the only team i'm i'm really seriously concerned about if i'm the eagles if you play the way that you've you've played the majority of the season in philadelphia james how how concerned should uh, opposing teams be Leary of Tom Brady. I look at what Tom Brady did the last couple of games compared to what he did much of the season. He looked like the Brady of old. Now you got a center back. Finally, mm-hmm. the offensive line has been stabilized and he's slinging it like he was in his championship year a couple of years ago. Yeah. That was like the one gunner that everybody was all like worried about around the league. If that yeah. was your draw in the first round, if you yeah. had to go down to Tampa, the cow, I have a buddy who's a Cowboy scout. That was like the thing we were dreading the most is going to Tampa and playing Tom just because it's, it's Brady. You're right. It's, it's a similar thing. Like to take us back to the Phils, um, Todd McGraw told my dad something a long time ago that has always kind of stuck with me in all sports. He said, when you get older, you can still do what you, you know, do at a high level. You just can't do it as frequently as you mm-hmm. did in your prime. So Brady still has the, that ability to play. Like we've seen him as the greatest player of all time. It maybe just isn't as frequent as it was since mm-hmm. he's as old as he is. If he gets hot, like, and, I mean, we're talking about, in my opinion, the most underrated receiver of the last 20 years in Mike Evans. Like, the dude is just absolutely unbelievable, unstoppable, doing things that nobody's ever done to start their career. And then you have Chris Godwin. I mean, like, and then you have Julio, if he can go. Like, it's 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 a team that, that defensively, I think, is where you could – make your hay because they just have fallen off over the last two years defensively. Mm. James, let me jump to the AFC real quick here. Uh, two has been ruled out. We know that much. It looks like it's going to be Skylar Thompson with, with Bridgewater dealing with the injury, but to Tua, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I struggle if we ever see him play again. Um, what do you think the future yeah. is there? It's tough, man. It's really tough. And it's funny. It's the same field in Cincinnati that we saw the the Thursday night game, right? right. Where it was just a kind of scene none of us really wanted to to kind of see. I I think all of this was pointing, like I think we all knew this this week, right? Like there's no way they were gonna clear him in a sense. It is it is something we're gonna watch long term because it, it was as scary as well, until DeMar Hamlin, the scariest things have we seen probably in recent memory on the field. Um it's going to be an interesting spot for them this off season because it's still a pretty good team. Um, 
And so I think it, it really will be a, a, a wild decision uh, that they have to make this offseason. I, I, I don't think we know much yet, but I, I do think it's one of those things where, oof. Yeah. I, I, I know they're erring on the side of caution. I know a lot of people in that building, and he is one of the better people in this league probably. Um, so you just kind of hope it turns out best for him, but the, the consistency of it is, is, is really jarring. Yeah. Three in a really finite period of time. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it, mm-hmm. it's scary. Uh, yeah. go ahead, Barrett or Garrett or yeah. Derek, you guys want to hit James something? Cause you got to get out of here in about two minutes. Yep. Well, I was just going to say, man, you know, give me your, give me your top two teams right now in the playoff. Ooh, well, everybody's going to say Kansas city, but, uh, because of Pat and because of that offense, but I, I'm kind of weary of that defense. I mean, nobody's given up more passing touchdowns than that, than mm-hmm, that Kansas yeah. city chiefs defense, but Spags is so good about like just finding the right time to make a big play on uh, the postseason and just do well enough. Right. Um, until the Alex Kappa injury with Cincinnati, I would say Cincinnati's in my top two. I think nobody's playing better than Joe. I think that defensive front, DJ Reader is one of the most underrated guys in this league playing in the middle of that defensive line. I think Cincinnati's really good. But all right, so my top two, um, I'm going to say they're both in the AFC, and it'll be the two teams I mentioned. It'll be Kansas City and, uh, and Cincinnati. I just mm. think because of the quarterback play. I mean – More quick, so than Buffalo. I, I'm not – I don't know wow. why I'm not in love with, with Buffalo. You know why? And this is, this is maybe morbid for me to say it. Everything that they have been through, Gunner, emotionally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm worried that at some point that there's a there's just a yeah. fall on the next fall, yeah. and because you just can't keep this up mentally this right, long. Like, right. Mitch Morris, who's been in this league forever, said it. He's like, we can't just flip a switch emotionally in this locker room, like it's to to be okay, and just to keep that through this whole thing. I think it's just going to be really really difficult. And no, I mean, like we're not, you know, nobody would fault them if they had a letdown by any means um, at all because of everything that they've been through. I just think that makes it just really difficult because it's been such an emotional toll on that Mm. entire team. But we should give some credit to Sean McDermott, man. That guy has just been out of this world. Incredible. I mean, I think everybody knows him pretty well here. Right. And he's been everything we knew he was and, and more. Yeah, he's his rock solid. James, let me sneak one more in. What, yeah. what do you think happens in Denver? I mean, there have been, you know, the hardball rumors. There's a lot floating around. I know you're there uh, in Denver as yeah. far as the coaching goes because that's an interesting job if you can get Russell Wilson right, considering what that defense is. Yeah, and the last two weeks kind of made you go, well, I don't know if i got to fix as much as I had to over right. the first portion of the, of the season. Mm-hmm. They're going to spend, and mm-hmm. they're going to spend whatever they want to spend. To give you a perfect example, they put a $400,000 turf field in for the last game of the season. Mm. Uh, for a team that was four and 12, just because they wanted to, they got a hundred million dollar renovation going on this off season when they're still evaluating if they're going to build a new stadium. Um, they do not care what they're going to have to spend in Greg Penner and the Walton family running this. I think Harbaugh, from what I'm hearing, if he wants it, that's probably your lock. Uh, mm. I think that's probably the spot and that might be what they need. They need structure. They need discipline. Um, they need an offensive identity, which is something that just, lacked incredibly Sean, this entire Sean Payton. year. Sean Payton. Exactly. And yeah. but I don't know if Sean's as interested as we think he is in Denver. Interesting. I, I'm really not sure if he is. Um, I, I would look at Arizona possibly just because you cleaned house with now the, the general manager and the head coach. Mm-hmm. Sean can come in and go absolute power. I, I got final say. I'm essentially the acting general manager like he was with Mickey Loomis, right? right? They had a great yep. working relationship in, in New Orleans. 
but he has the ability to come in and just have the final say of everything. Uh, George Payton's still sitting there in Denver. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I just, I, all signs are pointing to Harbaugh. They're going to get somebody with experience. They're not going the first time head coach route. Yeah. Not again. Uh, I think Shane is Shane interviewing there. No. Uh, He's he's uh got requests. Shane's Carolina, Carolina, Indianapolis, and Indianapolis, yeah, Texas. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think they're going first year head coach. I know they'll stay away from that. I, I think mm. it's it's Harbaugh if, if if the price is right. And like I said, got it. They can do whatever price they want. James, listen, man, keep up the good work. We we certainly you, appreciate it. Uh, you guys too, man. Love coming on. Yeah, this man, is, it's it's a pleasure appreciate having you. you. Appreciate and you, man. Look forward to your reports uh, throughout with Buffalo too. We really do appreciate it, James. Stay Love warm. You. We'll be outside. <laughs> we'll be okay. The hair will still be perfect. We know that. It's not a concern in case anybody was worried. Yeah, James is great, man. He's, oh, man. he's got to – he hopped on with us. He's got to do some stuff for the NFL Network now, but he's always fun talking to him, man. Oh, and he loves his Phillies. His dad is – people may not know is Scott Palmer. Scott Palmer forever at, at, at Channel 6 and works for the Phillies now. So, James keeps a close eye on everything that's going on around here as well. But good dude. He's a dude who's very connected uh, around the league. So, interesting stuff there. Does kind of feel like Harbaugh. I don't know. I mean, maybe he's just he's just trying to like gouge every last penny out of Michigan, but feels like he's ready to hop, doesn't it? Yep. Do you yep. guys get that Absolutely. sense? I get it also. Yeah. Here's here's the thing though. It'd be, I mean, it'd be a it'd be a good move for him. It'd be a good move for him. How will his tough as nails mentality play in Denver? I mean, he wore out his welcome in San Francisco. Yeah. You can't coach the way you used to coach in the NFL. Unless your name is Belichick or Peyton or one of these guys who are never going to change, their their resumes speak for themselves of so players jump on board. People know the name Jim Harbaugh, but a lot of these young players' names don't know his pedigree. And so you have to you have to wonder, will his old school mentality play in Denver? I believe he'll get more out of the, the players, obviously, than Nathaniel Hackett did. But you know, he may have to change his approach to how he coaches again in the NFL. Well, you certainly can't do the same stuff you're doing at Michigan, right? No, well, see, no. that's that's I think that's the allure that will give him that that will give him that car blanche to do that because he's had success when he's been in, when he's with the 49ers and he had success with Michigan. Right. I think that will give him the autonomy to really go out there and 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 kind of push that narrative, you know, to him. He has a guy, you know, and and Russell Wilson that will basically just, you know, get fall on board because that's the type of guy that, you know, Russell Wilson is. So that might be the best best place for him to go because the defense, hard-nosed defense, and they're going to want that type of hard-nosed type of character um, to the team. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, going to be really interesting to see the way that shakes out, so that's for sure. All right, let's keep the uh, the NFL momentum going. Uh, we'll get a quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk some Eagles here, and, and we're going to dig into – the positives and the negatives. You know, we asked James uh, about how he's feeling. He said, look, you look at the last few weeks, that's that's basically your quarterback wasn't healthy. If he's healthy, you can forget everything that happened the last few weeks. So we'll dig into that, what the positives and the negatives are going into the playoffs. Got the bye week, but depending on who they end up playing. So we'll get a quick timeout, come back, and we'll discuss some birds. Uh, he is Barrett. He is Derek. I am Rob. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about pro-action restoration. Yes, if you have a home or a business or a property and you've gone through the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke damage, you don't really know who to turn to, pro-action restoration is the place. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. I've gone through it on a Saturday. I called them. They got right out. They fixed it. Okay. They diagnosed what the issue was. It The price was right. The crew was unbelievable. And it was a great experience all around for something that was a really trying 
time for a lot of people. Uh, they're licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. So it could be any of these. Water, fire, smoke, mold damage, you name it. But even beyond that, just reach out if you're not sure. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Yeah, we're back. Yes, we are. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Just wrap things up with Amy Palmer from the NFL Network. Uh, you catch that interview in its entirety. Go to jacobsports.com or Jacob Sports YouTube channel. Um, we've got a lot in store for you tomorrow, too. We have Mike Quick, 
is going to be joining us. Mike Quick, who A.J. Brown just surpassed the, the all-time receiving yards mark of, of Mike. So we'll talk to Mike tomorrow. And D-Lineham will be joining us to talk some Sixers. As we mentioned, uh, they are certifiably hot, and they will take on the Oklahoma City Thunder tomorrow before they head to the West Coast. Uh, so we'll talk to D and Mike tomorrow. Looking forward to that. All right, guys. So let's set our sights here on the Eagles and the bye week we know and don't know who they're going to play. Um, the way it works is they'll pay whatever, whichever of the lowest seed survives. Okay. So basically what that amounts to is it could be, I think there's four options correct me if I'm wrong here. It could be either <clears throat> Seattle who are the seven seed, the Giants, who are the six seed, the Cowboys, who are the five seed, or the Bucks, who are the four seed. It could be any of the above, depending on who wins. That is correct, sir. That is correct. And certainly, um, I would say there are bigger challenges for the Seahawks, maybe, than any of those other teams. I think Seattle is – that's a tough spot, uh, taking on the Niners, for sure. So I would say it's – Unlikely that it's them, but you never know. We've seen weirder things happen in the NFL. Um, that's for sure. Especially after James said the 49ers celebrate violence. <laughs> Jeez, How about that? That's a that's, great that's scary. Jeez. That's we a celebrate line. violence. I can't believe like coaches before haven't like Barry, you I can't believe you haven't heard that from one of your coaches over the years, man. That's a great line. You're muted, Barry. I've heard worse than that. <laughs> worst way worse than really? that. You know, like what? Yeah, man. I mean, just little things like I, you know, hey, hey, I didn't seen her defensive coach say, "Hey, I want to see how the backup quarterback plays." You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, you know, geez. I mean, it, it's it's then, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I, I even on offensive line, we, you know, Russ Grimmie, like we got to punish them, hmm. punish them. Now, don't let one of them SOBs walk out this game. Punish them. They will crawl out this game. You want to talk to us like that? You're going to crawl out this game. I'm like. Okay. I'm boy. <laughs> let's, okay. Let's go. I got you, ready, you. you ready to go put you ready to go eat gunpowder and, and, and sniff gunpowder and, <laughs> and, and drink hot sauce and you know what I'm saying? You just want to yeah. go out there and straight choke yeah, people. Destroy. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um yeah, and look, there's um I wanted to hit you guys with this in the opening segment, but since, since we didn't get to it, I wanna I wanna bounce this off you. So Nick Sirianni, when he was meeting with the media earlier this week, um you know, was pretty frank saying that Jalen Hurts is still in pain. Um, he's sore. He's not sure even if that soreness is going to be gone by the time they play their playoff game, you know, coming up a week from Saturday or Sunday. <clears throat> and, you know, he was very open, very frank. And there are a lot of people that are critical of that saying, you know what, you shouldn't give out that kind of information, you know, which is a little bit silly in the sense that like, you don't think that whatever team they're playing was already going to be gunning for that shoulder to, you know, to begin with. But also, I, I like I kind of get where they're coming from. And it, where it's fair and unfair is, in one sense, we want players and coaches to be transparent. We don't just want Andy Reid robots, right? Where they, I got to do a better job. Uh, that's on me. But then when they do it, they get they get beat up for it a little bit. Do you think Nick is a little bit too open and honest is where I'm going with this? I'll start with you, Gunner. Um, no, because up until he made that comment, he has been very, very guarded the entire coaching staff has been very guarded in terms of what they reveal to the media. When you look at the transcripts that the Eagles send out weekly uh, press conferences with the media, they, they are very good at tiptoeing around direct questions. Um, and for him to let that slip, uh, that's why I said when I first saw it, no, first heard it after the game, it caught me off guard right away. I was like, what? Wait a minute. You openly admit that? 
Why would you do that now? Uh, are you are you basically covering for him because he didn't play his game because you called a very vanilla game to protect that shoulder? Why would you admit that now? Instead of just saying he's trending in the right direction, he's progressing. You know, he got some of the rust off. You say that those are standard lines coaches will say. But for him to throw that caveat in there was a little alarming to a certain degree. But I would say uh, to directly answer your question, no, um, I don't think they're too open and too honest, except for that one moment. I, on the other hand, think that he didn't need to say it. You know what I'm saying? Name, rank, serial number, that's it. That's it. Yeah. We didn't need to say any of that. Uh, everybody knows Jalen hurts his, his his shoulder hurts. They know that um, he injured his shoulder. Did we need to say that? No. Mm. But do does this team care that they said that? No. They gonna protect him like he's the president. Believe that. That offensive line is gonna take it on them. You know they gonna take it as all right. We gotta make sure that he doesn't get touched. We gotta make sure that you mean he doesn't. Nobody sniffs the quarterback. And I think that's how. Nick is going to kind of put it out there. Hey, I already told him he's sore. It's you guys' job to keep him from being any sore. You yeah. got to go out there and protect him. We got to play at a level that he doesn't get touched. You know what I'm saying? So we would take it as an offensive line, you know, and, and the way we did it, you know, hey, nobody touches him, period. Period. I, I think I, – I'll tell you what the most interesting thing to me is going to be, the way – if there if it if there's no restrictions, Sal Palantoni used the term restrict, restrictor plates were on him in the Giants game. If there's no restrictors in this, I think you have to do. Even if he's sore, you have to throw caution to the wind and just do whatever it takes. But I don't to. know that they're necessarily going to do that in the very first game. You know, in terms of just RPOs off the off tackle and you know in the trenches and that kind of stuff. I just don't know right now. And, you know, and, and to play off of what Barrett just said about keeping him as one of the untouchables, you can only that'll only hold up for so long because if you play a team like Tampa, Giants, Dallas, they're bringing extra men, period. You know, you can't block everybody. Somebody's going to slip through the picket fence eventually. You hope to minimize it. That's the key. You have to minimize the amount of body blows he takes. Well, you know yeah. that. I mean, everybody yeah. knows that. I mean, it's yeah. a violent game. You know you're not going to be perfect, but you know you've got everybody out there Yeah, yeah. Uh, going to be gunner for them. So you're going to give it a little extra. You're going to make yeah. sure that you do your job. Of course, you know, it, it, I mean, you're not perfect, and you're not going to go out there and just stop everything. But just that little bit of, of emphasis from yeah. players is going to yeah. make it. And then if you do that, and I tell people all the time, in order to kill, you must be also willing to die. Mm-hmm. You're gonna bring these guys, but let alone you go ahead and you bring bring whoever you want to bring. Bring as much pressure you get. You bring eight people. Can you imagine what the damage that could happen mm-hmm. when Jalen Hurts gets the mm-hmm. ball out of his hands to mm-hmm. Smitty, AJ Brown, mm-hmm. get the Got ball it. to Dallas Goddard? See, you know, though this is a double-edged sword that people, some people don't, you know, they think they know they, they can handle it, but you know, I mean, even like this 49er team, everybody's boasting about. Yes, you got Nick Bosa. We got players for Nick Bosa. We got two really, 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 really good tackles that can handle Bosa. We've got Jason, I mean, we got Kelsey who can handle those linebackers. We have counters to everything that defense has. And oh, by the way, mm. we got that X factor in Jalen Hurts. Yes, he might be sore. We talking about a guy that, 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 that squats 600 pounds. He is not the average <clears throat> quarterback. He is not the average guy that you think you can run up on and think he's just going to fall down. 
So, I mean, like I say, I mean, I, they've got a jab. they got a counter to everything. And, oh, by the way, your offense also has the score. Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be pretty tough playing against two really, really – no, I'm saying three now. Three really good corners. Three I, really I think good we, I think we tend to forget just how <laughs> dominant they were. Exactly. How many different ways to get hurt you on offense and what they were doing in terms of getting to the quarterback and mm-hmm. taking the ball away. Now, granted, it's been a minute since we've seen it. So I think that, that there's some fairness in the people saying, can you just flip a switch? I think there is. It's fair. It's fair. Everything you laid out is right, Barrett. The one thing I would say is, I, you know, Lane Johnson's health can can counter some of that. Because right. Lane is, is not himself, man, and it's Driscoll. Those dudes like on, on San Francisco's line start having a field day if that's the case. And that and you know, it's just the way it is. It, there's just gonna be a natural drop off from arguably the best tackle in the game to whatever it is. But in, here in terms of protecting Jalen better moving forward, does that mean you keep an extra body in whether it's a tight end, whether it's a running back? And if so, if you have to keep him in speculating what they're gonna try to bring, how much does that does that affect the flow patterns of the passing game? Well, you still have two premium, huh? You're not going to keep an extra body in. No, that's not how. That's not how mm. this offense works. Okay, they they don't do that. They they they're five against the world. Mm-hmm. And when you bring that, you know, it's just so happened that Jalen Hurts is is good enough to read those type of circumstances, to read those blitzes, understand where the ball is supposed to go. But we still can't downplay the horses that we have at receiver, two thousand no. yard receivers, mm-hmm. two. And a tight end that probably should have had a thousand yards if he wasn't hurt, Bruh, We have exactly what you want as far as I mean. We always gonna have a fighter's chance against anybody in the league Absolutely. because of that, you know, Absolutely. the firepower that we have. Defensively, bro, we got guys that can rush. Like, yes, they got Nick Bosa, but then after that, you slide the line to Nick Bosa, and you possibly could keep a chipper there with Nick, Nick Bosa. But man. <clears throat> Who are you going to slide the line to against our defense? Mm-hmm. With Sweat coming back, BG, <clears throat> uh, uh, Hassan Reddick, Hargrave mm-hmm. in the middle, Fletcher Cox in the middle, and Dama suit. I mean, the list goes on and on. Linville Joseph, waves, yeah. Linville, yeah. waves and waves. And I think we need to stop looking on and, and covering everybody else's house and not really identifying <laughs> what we have in our house. You I know don't think it, I don't think anybody's done it. Don't, don't covet thy neighbor's wife. Just I, don't, enjoy I, don't, you. I don't think we've disrespected the Eagles' uh, ability and, and success one iota. Yeah. But it's only fair to bring up what other teams do. We watch this team closer than any other team Absolutely. that we watch. But I, I do think it's fair to also look at the opposition and what they do bring to the table, mm-hmm. you know, um, in terms of point counterpoint. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's basically what it is. When we start sizing up whoever the Eagles first opponent is, it's going to be point counterpoint in terms of pros and cons. Now, anybody the Eagles match up against it in the NFC, their pros by far outweigh the cons compared to the other team's pros versus cons. There's no question about it. But as we also know, having played the game at the highest level, having watched the game for multiple decades we also know that the unexpected always comes into play somewhere there's something that we we i say this all the time we can we go over everything you know when i say we i mean the media in general Mm -hmm. and you know you got guys who are former hall who are hall of fame players and hall of fame coaches and coaches came to highest level you sit and watch their pregame shows all day all week long and there's always the unexpected element that surfaces somewhere and it's, it's only a fair assessment 
it's, it's what it boils down to. But that 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 goes both ways though. That that it sure that, does. That, that sure nugget, does. that nugget that you see that you get from from you know from watching film, watching tape, understanding mm-hmm. where guys are, where they're supposed to be, how they get there. Um, I you know the biggest thing to me, the biggest treat that I saw was this last game, and mm-hmm. I think it kind of went on. Um, it kind of went under the radar with most people is the fact that CJ GJ, uh, GJ came back, came back. Yep. And, and when he any, got back, exactly. Yeah. It changed how you play the defense. And once they saw bam, he's healthy enough. He looks good enough. You're going to get a more aggressive game in the playoffs because of that. You're going to see a lot more press coverage. Cause I'm telling you, Gannon trusts CJ GJ. Mm-hmm. He trusts mm-hmm. him. He tied mm-hmm. the NFL in, in, in interceptions this year. Yeah. He's at his natural position right now. Yeah, he's playing slot corner for people yeah. who, who may not have seen the Eagles made that little adjustment. They kept blank and chip in at safety with Epps and who's and- playing very, very well, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. And he's playing deep, deep third, and he's giving them he's giving them that guy that can run sideline to sideline and allowed <clears throat> Epps to really play more aggressive around the line of scrimmage. It used to be that, you know. It used to be the F's would have to be that deep safety. Now Blankenship has become that deep safety. Now that they use Epps, he can play him around. They trust him enough. They can play around the uh, line of scrimmage a little more. So I, what I saw in that game, I don't think anybody else saw really paid attention. They just saw a bad game that they played. Well, but they won. But I saw so many schematical things that they can do now with the personnel packages that they have now. Hmm. They all can right, now so, get back. Yeah, oh, sorry. No, it's all right, Back, Finish your point, please. They can now get back to playing that bare front or Navajo front. It's, it's when you cover the center and then you have tackles over the um, the defensive tackles over the two guards. That's their run-stopping defense. They couldn't do that before because they didn't have anybody in the slot. They would have to bring protection, so you couldn't put that guy in the slot to stop anything. They can do that now with C.J. Gijak being back. Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Uh, let me ask you, to what do you attribute, and maybe this is it, maybe we're staying, we're hitting the nerve right here, the lack of takeaways of late. Is it CJGJ? Is it more than that? Is it simply explained away by that? Why haven't they been able to get the turnovers like they were earlier in the year? Well, that, made that to me, that's that's what it was. Okay. He, he didn't trust. He didn't trust, um, you know, what's his name of the slot? I, I forgot his name. I, he, he, Josiah Scott. Josiah Scott, yeah. He didn't trust Josiah Scott in the slot. He didn't at that time trust uh, Reed Blankenship all the way. I think now he's like, all right, I got, I'm taking the trainer wheels off the defense. They're off now. Now we got to ride. Is it you stay up or you fall? They're going to stay up now. I just see a much more different and more complex defense going to be called by, by Gannon. Now, Gannon. Don't piss me off and go out there with that soft shit. Let's go. You know he's going to do it. No, you he better not, man. He better Bear, not. Bear, be okay, Barrett, how many games have we watched this year? With much better personnel than he had in 2021. How many? See, I'm going to stop you right there because uh, you didn't even believe that yourself. Do see? I have to get started? 70 sacks. <laughs> I don't care. 70 sacks. I, I don't care. I don't care. You have two Pro Bowl corners. Why are they playing seven to ten yards off the ball? Because he couldn't at the slot, the slot position. He had when you don't yeah. understand that that slot position is so key because teams were game planning 
that slot position. That's why I you agree. saw CD Lamb motion and get into that slot position. I that agree. way you could when you motion, you can't put you can't put Slay man to man on him because you know it, it mess you can't I, play him I out agree. there at the wide spot. So him being there just kind of really messed up everything as far as his ability to be aggressive. Bear, when they were healthy, he was doing the same thing. It was not, just at the ball. He was doing the same thing. He was playing seven to ten yards off the ball. Not they so were playing much, Not Bear, so much. They Bear, were playing. Play, oh, come on, man. They were not they, playing up. We were when you watch film about on this them, every week. Because when you watch film on them, they weren't playing back seven, eight yards like they were uh, when they had Josiah Scott. They were actually playing up there four and five. You know what I'm saying? That's why we that's why we had so many picks during that time period we're talking about. We had picks. It was a lot more aggressive defense when we had that then. That's why you had so many big plays back then because of they were playing a lot more tighter. You know okay. what I'm saying? The what mindset say? was more aggressive. Okay, but I mean, so it looked you got CJ back. You got CJ back now. What are you gonna say? What are you gonna say if he does this again in the playoffs? I'm gonna be pissed off and I'll be on this show collaring and cussing and everything. My mom's gonna be you mad at cuss. me. You can't curse. You can't well, I'll no, be mad. You, no, one of your New Year's resolutions was you will not curse. You're right. Did you not say that? Yeah, you're you can't right. Can't curse. Right. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry on the stream. <laughs> well, here, here's oh, look, and this is really what it's going to come down to, yep. right? So, uh, for me at least, and you know, you know where I I have been here with this. First and sacks, third and takeaways. They're seventh in scoring defense. First against the pass. Yep. I mean, that didn't happen by accident. And Absolutely. Now, here's the concern. When you're playing elite, elite quarterbacks. Now, I don't know what you would call if, – if it gets to the point where you're playing Brock Purdy, I don't know what you would call that, but you're, you're, you're playing an elite play caller against an elite play caller in Shanahan. This is where we're, the, the rubber's going to beat the road here. This is where we're going to find out what this really is. Um, and I think having C.J. Garner-Johnson back – I don't know about Maddox. I don't know. I, I, I'm not even counting on it. But if you would get him back, it'd be perfect. But you're, I don't think it's likely. But anyway, this is what it comes down to. Are you going to get picked apart in the zone where you can't get off the field? Or are you just not going to allow the big play? I mean, that's really his principal foundation is I'm not giving up big plays. And that works. And, and it's worked pretty well for them. Even last year, it worked pretty well for them. But that's really what this amounts to. His The defense has got to be able to take the ball away now, starting now. And it, it, you can't just have these drives that need up eight, nine minutes and where you can't get off the field on third right, down. Right. You have to pick and choose your aggression. And I think he could do a better job at that where he picks and chooses his, his aggression. That's where I would agree with you, Derek. I think there are moments where it calls for just a little bit more. Uh, well, but, but people make it out like he never blitzes, which isn't true. No, I didn't say that. But I'm saying when you have the type of personnel that he has at his disposal, think about how many other teams have that luxury to have the type of personnel. It's like you unleash the dogs and put raw meat in front of them and tell them, go get it. Yeah. That's, the, that's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. And, and too many times we sat back saying, he, okay, he did this, but wait a minute. Why is he doing this over the next seven, eight minutes? Okay, now he does, but wh why is he, wait a minute. You got pro, you have 17 players, 17 players who have emerged as either pro bowlers or alternates, correct? 17. Yep. Right. Unleash the hounds. Right now is when you unleash the hounds. You just blow everything up, unleash the hounds. Don't no no time to be conservative because you have a roster where if you make mistakes, you have enough personnel to cover up certain mistakes that other teams cannot cover up. Yeah. You turn them loose now. None of this conservative stuff. When it, when Eagles play the playoff games, the word conservative in any way, shape, or form should not spill across our lips. Am I right or wrong? 
Right. Dude, yeah, that's all I, I'm saying. Conservative, I'm yeah. Saying. Conservative, yes. But but don't get away from who you are also. I mean, you don't have to be a completely different team. No, or, you or, don't. Or, philosophy no you don't but you can be more assertive in a lot of ways you know still be who you are but be more assertive in a lot of ways but and if i'm being frank and a lot of this comes down to you know if how how healthy hurts is but um i'm more worried about the defensive side of the ball than i am the offensive side of the ball generally even with lane's injury issue i feel like they're gonna be able to score points i just worry that the defense is is not going to be able to get off the field. That's going to be a, that's a big concern. Well, you just said you just said what I what I just said. You yeah, Barrett, where, where, are you are you more concerned defense or offense? If anything, I would be more concerned offensively. Okay, but really? I'm not. I'm not. I'm no. I mean, I'm sorry, defensively, because oh. I'm not necessarily as concerned about the offense because because everything works hand in hand, and the way to beat this team, the way to beat the Eagles team. Is to control the line of scrimmage, control the clock, and the only way you control the clock, control the line of scrimmage. If you can control the clock, they haven't been able to play that bare defense like they did before. Well, fifty defense—that's what they call it, fifty defense, five down linemen. In order for them to be successful, they have to win on first and second down. Now, first and second down was their Achilles' heel all last year because teams would get, and since they were so weak at the cornerback position, I mean, um, they were so passive at the quarterback position. It was just like pitch and catch. You have eight yards there, six yards there. But they started playing more aggressively. And once you start eating up that cushion and getting down on them and playing press coverage, and you can run press coverage in man, and you can run press coverage in zone. Press coverage meaning you just tighter up on on the receiver, which is taking away that first read. When you take away that first read, it gives the defensive line more time to get there. It used to be they used to get the ball out so fast that they, you know, it, now they're second and, and three, second and two. Well, now if you notice on first down, they're winning first down. They're not letting them complete passes. Now they're second and ten, third and six, third and seven, third and eight. They win because now you can use that that those cornerbacks, those those great cornerbacks that you have. You weren't able to use them before, but now you're able to use them because they're having success on first down. But a lot of that success comes from playing that fifty front. <clears throat> not allowing them to run the ball and gain six yards a pop and, you know, seven yards a pop. That was hurting this team. And during these last couple of these last couple of weeks, when Jalen Hurst wasn't in there, that's exactly what was happening. They weren't out there um, playing that 50 front. They didn't play a lot of that 50 front at all. They, you didn't see it out there. So they weren't stopping a run. They tried to run it against, um, they tried to run it against, in, against the Saints but it was counterintuitive for him because then they started passing. Even the worst quarterback, Taysom Hill, the worst quarterback in the league, has success because they were playing too far up. You can play more aggressive now that you have a slot cornerback in there. <clears throat> That's a huge, huge, huge difference on how you call a defense. Mm-hmm. And he trusts that guy now. So you can run that 50 front. Now you're going to have success on first and second down. Now you can play more aggressive on third down, the money down. That's where they were getting all the turnovers on the money down. Right. Well, you look at it, um, first seven games, plus 14 turnovers. Last six minus, or last 10 minus six. That's a worry, right? That's a worry. Absolutely a worry. Getting the the leading interception man, you know, back in, in, uh, in CJGJ for them, obviously, is, is enormous. Um, he finished it, – it, it's pretty remarkable considering the time that he – he missed here um, in terms of just league interception 
you know, guys, you know, he, he's he's tied for the most. Justin Simmons, Mika Fitzpatrick, CJGJ, are and uh, Tariq Woolen are, are all all had six this year. It's yep. crazy that yep. he had that many despite missing that time. Getting him back, yes, the pass rush is going to be a big part of this thing. And you know, the tough part is really, it's a lot of self scouting for the for the Eagles right now because you just don't know who you're going to play. If you guys best guess, and I may have hit you with this yesterday, but if if I did, I apologize. Best guess who you think they're going to play? Do you think it is the Bucks? The Cowboys, the Giants, or the Seahawks. <clears throat> Seahawks. Who do you think it is? I'm saying the Giants. They have a better chance of beating the Vikings because the Vikings are all in turmoil right now. You know, they, they don't know what they want to do. With them blitzing the way they blitz, going against Cousins, I just think it'll be a, a, it's going, it's, it's a wrap for, for that Minnesota team. So you think the Giants upset them in Minnesota this week? Yep, yep. How about you, Derek? I don't disagree, but I think Dallas has the best chance to win on the road this week. But I don't trust Dak. If Dallas plays on point, uh, Tampa Bay is one and done. But because of what Dak has done this season, I mean, 15 interceptions in 12 games, seven consecutive games with picks. How many pick sixes have he has he thrown over that time frame? Yeah, I, I don't know what to expect from Dallas going down there. Um, yeah. to be quite honest with you. But in terms of personnel, matchup for matchup, uh, I think Dallas has the best personnel overall to win on the road in round one. But I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't think it's going to happen because Dallas can't – well, first of all, Tampa has no running game. Dallas can't stop the run, so that's an advantage Dallas because Tampa's not going to run the game. Brady's going to throw the ball 45 times, which means Dallas is going to send the house and but can Dallas guys cover on the back end on all those quick slants that he loves to throw? Mm-hmm. One, two, three gone is not going to get Dallas a lot of sacks in this game, right? You know, and unless they can get pressure up the middle, if you look at Dallas, a lot of their pressure comes from the edge, you know, more so than the middle when they get to the quarterbacks. Can right. they get can they get Brady and make him step up and, and deliver the ball a lot quicker? But well, he, but because of that dude, Dak Prescott being a, a, a liability instead of an asset, I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have to say based on what I saw from the Giants in Minnesota, the Giants could have won that game. I mean, that dude had to hit it what 61 yard field goal to win that game for Minnesota. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, I think the Giants pressure and the fact that we joke about it, but there's a lot of truth to it when you look at it. Kirk Cousins is not playing at one o'clock. Yep. Okay. He's not and playing also, at one o'clock. It's a four thirty by the it's way. Four thirty game. Four thirty yeah. Sunday. And it's like the the um the Giants starters had a bye because they didn't play this last right. game. Right, exactly. That's so true. you got guys healing up, and guys on the back end of the defense are coming back also. Yep, yeah. they're getting healthy. So yep. the Giants already know the Giants are going in with a mindset: we can win. We can win in Minnesota. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so push come to shove, I'll save the Giants. But I think personnel-wise, Dallas has the best chance of winning. I I think Dak is going to cost them that game. Yeah, I hear you. And, look, they're both low lines. Like, the the Vikings are are only favored by three at home against the Giants. And Tampa Bay's getting two and a half points at home against Dallas. So you talk about two relatively low lines um, there. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 
with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For both of those games. Um, I think it's going to be real. You're right. I mean, I, how much – this really comes down to Dak turning it over and yeah. whether or not Brady and the offense can just ratchet it up for, for a full 60, you know, and not have to yeah. have this yeah. thing be this, you yeah. know, fourth quarter, they're down 14, here we go. That's hard to do every single week. Right, um, right, You know, right. and that's really what you need to see from them. But the Giants' game plan is pretty simple. I, I think ha- having Saquon getting a full week off is going to be huge for them. Huge. He's fresh. You know, he has been probably feeling this good since like week two or something like that. So I'll take it one step. I'll take it one step further. Watch Daniel Jones with that porous zone defense that the Vikings play. Watch Daniel Jones on all those slant routes that he throws. Daniel Jones has been money on the slant routes to his receivers all season long. I mean, he's strong. He's strong arm. He can throw the deep ball, but he has been on point when it comes to those slant routes. So I think that's going to weigh into that factor also in, and then, in terms of how can, that game decides. And then Galladay's back. Galladay. Okay. I would go that been far. I'm not going players. that far, Barrett. Jesse James of the NFL. Did he? Did he? I know he is, but did he He played well enough that, all right, they were like, all right. He has all the intangibles. He does. All of them. Yes, he does. He hasn't done anything in two seasons until he played the Eagles, you know, in a meaningless game on Sunday. Now, the thing that one thing that worries me, the only team Dak plays well against is the Eagles. Is the, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make a difference if it's road or home. Yep. He plays well against the Eagles. And for the life of me, that just that just blows me away. Well, right, and you're right, did. Derek. But let's go to the other side. We saw how crappy, frankly, the Eagles offense looked against the Saints. Oh, my goodness, yes. They oh, went up goodness. and down the field against the Cowboys. Yeah, they did, and only sure lost did. because they they you know self inflicted wounds. So I, I don't know that I go in all that impressed with the Cowboys defense either. I'm not. No. I'm not. It's not the same defense. You know, the sack total has dropped over the last five six games. Right. Look right. The sack total. You know, they're still blitzing these up, but they're not getting people home like they were with the frequency that they were in the early half of the season. Right. Remember, I talked about six Smith. Yeah. yeah. He he's a baller, man, and he's been the guy that's been you know, giving them what they need as far as, you know, interrupting stuff. He and Parsons play well together, but other than that, I don't see, I don't see the same, I don't see the same defense that I saw back in the day. I didn't, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, they just, they are not um, what they were beginning Mm -hmm. of the season. And Mm -hmm. I think it was more so because these guys were new and they did, nobody knew how to block them. You know, I mean, it's, it's ways to block that, to, to, to make them get out of the playing the way they were playing. See, they were doing all these stunts and slants and stuff like that. But people figured out, if you if you run those type of slants and stunts and you don't get to where you're supposed to be at, it opens up a cavernous hole. Mm-hmm. And what was happening is teams start running zones on them, zone running on them, and they would cut a guy off from getting to his gap. And when he wasn't getting to his gap, 
the guy on the other side of that gap was getting to his gap. Mm -hmm. So he widened the hole even bigger, and that's why they had so much success running the football on him. You can still run the football on Dallas, and they can't do all that other stuff because they just don't have the horses anymore mm -hmm. to do it. People don't. People know how to stop that now. Yeah, that's mm. uh, there, there's a there's a lot to dive into, man. When it comes to these games, that's for sure. Um, and I think we are going to see some upsets. It rarely ever goes chalk, and you know you got there's a couple interesting ones. Like Saturday, you got the Jags and the Chargers. Chargers are 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 favored by two points on the road in Jacksonville. Um, you know that that San Francisco lines up to ten against Seattle. You have the Buffaloes minus 13 now. That that line has kind of moved a little bit now that we know it's going to be Skylar Thompson, not Tua, and not Teddy Bridgewater. Giants, as I mentioned, are three uh, getting three points. Ravens uh, and the Bengals. Bengals are minus seven. The Cowboys are minus two and a half um, over the over the Buccaneers. So, uh, you know, I, I I would guess if I had to guess, I would probably if I put my upsets out there, I'd say Bucks. Giants most likely, possibly Jaguars. If I was ranking, I picked the Jaguars over the Chargers. Yeah, I, I would. Pick, I would pick the Jaguars over the Chargers. Now is 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 um is, is Williams gone now for for the rest of the playoffs? No, no. It's it he all neg all X rays were negative, Barrett. So maybe he play. He might play. Depends on how well, depends well, on how sorry he is. exactly. Depends on how depends on how sorry he is. Yeah, so it was weird. Like he actually left. They helped him leave the field when they got him in the tunnel, like the hallway. They then they put him on a cart, I guess, to get him into the X-ray room. I, I don't know. I don't know why he got on a cart. Hmm. I'm not sure, but he may end up playing. So that's that's a good thing. I think Bosa is going to be okay too. I, I'll tell you what. Do not discount Brandon Staley getting fired if they if they lose that game to the Jags. Uh, I, I agree Sean with Payton you 100. Wow, I believe I believe I agree with you 100. percent I hadn't even thought about that. Wow. Peyton wants to be in LA, and he he been hiring in a team that's got a quarterback. Wow, and receivers and a defense. Yep, makes a lot of sense for him. Yep. Like yep. I think Denver could make sense too, and with everything that James Palmer laid out earlier, you know, uh, he he would be taking over a really good defense. Number one, in fact. Um, and if, if it was just coaching malpractice by Nathaniel Hackett, I hit, I don't think that's true, by the way. Like, I can't as, – as much as Hackett was overmatched, Russell Wilson has that – you know, has some ownership. Of Be held too. accountable, yes. But I, you, but I think, you know, considering he's got Judy, he's got some other pieces there, like, I think you could fix that thing. So I, I think that would make sense for Peyton, too. Either one of those spots. Like, I don't see – I know James mentioned Arizona. Like, do you want to take over Arizona? If, Saddled if, with Kyler Murray and all yeah. the other issues they have, right. trading the DeAndre Hopkins. The only thing is, though, I don't think Kyler Murray could pull the stuff he pulled on Cliff Kingsbury with Sean Payton. No, there's no. no way Sean Payton would go in there and allow Kyler Murray to run that show. That ain't absolutely happening. not. Absolutely and not. Not to, not with the respect he has around the league. And if Arizona wants to win, and you bring in a Sean Payton, you know what you do? You close the doors in the office, Sean. When you need us, let us know. Other than that, do what you have to do to fix this thing. They're gonna to have to give him that that car blanc to do do that. Absolutely. You gotta give him you gotta give him the rain, and he wouldn't go anywhere that he didn't have the reins. He would get that you with the mean? Chargers. Yeah, so I, I think you're right. Teams like Denver and the Chargers are built to win right now. Yep. Yes. You just need the right leader. Sean Payton is the right leader to lead any one of those teams. And I believe honestly, 
Sean Payton turned Arizona around also. Yeah, he could. I honestly believe it. Look, Kyler, I understand you got your $231 million, but you play for me. I don't play for you. Yeah. That's mm. the first conversation I would have with, with, with Kyler Murray. And, mm. and if I got any pushback, I'll just, I would just ask, how did last year go, man? Yeah, yeah. Right. How did the, <laughs> well, the last two years go? How would your playoff appearance go against the Rams in 21? Yeah. How did it go? How would yeah. your season go after you, you, you were 6-0 and and got bumped off by Green Bay and your team spiraled out of control? How does your numbers look after that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you. you've been in the league three years. I've been coaching in this league over 20. Trust me, okay? Just trust me. Go along with the program. If you don't like it here, let's see if we can move you somewhere. Now, we're going to have to take a cap hit, but let's see if we can move you somewhere where you can go somewhere else. Yeah. And that organization let them, too. That organization Absolutely. Let you do it. Absolutely. You bring in a Sean Payton, you do not stand in his way. Nope. His success ratio has proven that he knows what he's talking about. This ain't no Nathaniel Hackett. This ain't Cliff Kingsbury. This ain't Brandon Staley. We're talking about Sean Payton. Okay, he's won only one Super Bowl. He walked away from coaching. He wasn't pushed out. Nope. He was still building New Orleans if he wanted to. That's how much respect he has. Yeah, well said. Well said. All right, when we come back, uh, we're going to dig into a bunch of different things. Mention the Sixers. There's a couple other things, odds and ends, 2 o'clock, our NFL segment. In the NFL segment, we'll, we'll dive into which is the best job out there. There's five openings mm. right now. There, there may be more if someone gets bounced mm. in the first round, as I mentioned. But the, right now, there's five. Which one is the best? Which one is the worst? We'll get into that. Uh, some guys on the trading block. Uh, some guys coming back. Jerry Jones speaking out, shockingly. So uh, we'll get into all those kind of things. He never stops. Uh, all those things when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you right now about pro action. Uh, actually, I'm going to tell you about Flynn Tree Services, Andrew. Flynn Tree Services um, is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem you may face. So if you have any type of tree issues in your yard, your property, your front yard as well, they're just a quick phone call away. They're experts trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, we're in that, that hurricane season, that wind season. It's a great time to have your trees evaluated before something worse happens. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. 
Number one Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown Big Finish Sales Event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. All right, welcome back, everybody. You know we are for Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. That's Derek Barrett. I am Rob, hanging out with you as we do three hours of power each and every Monday through Friday. Uh, but talking a lot, a lot about the Eagles and the NFL and the upcoming playoffs. We'll continue to do so in a little bit. Um, mention the Sixers, guys. I, I just, just take your pulse right now. We sit here at January 11th. Okay. Better believing or no, 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 no. Not not fooling me again here. I'm not buying into this. Even though they are a little bit of a different looking team. You know, with P.J. Tucker, Harden in his first full year here. Uh, some other pieces added like DeAnthony Melton, et cetera. Are you buying that this is a little bit different or not so soon? So It's a great question, but I'm still in a gray area, Rob, because the uh, wins are racking up against the inferior teams. Uh, in the league, you know, and they've had a, they've had a whole string here of playing inferior opponents. Um, to be honest, I can't answer that question until I see them play a consistent dose of the better teams, to be quite honest with you, uh, because even without Embiid, they are beating teams that they should be beating based on just the depth of that roster. So I I can't honestly I can't answer that question right now. I really okay. can't. How about you, B? Um. 
And looking at how you know what they're doing right now and how the roster constructed, I'm hard. I'm finding it more so that I'm looking at others and trying to gauge mm-hmm. how this 76ers team compares to others. Okay. I'm looking at you know the Celtics. I'm looking at Milwaukee. I'm looking at the Nets, mm-hmm. and to me, they have more of what I think it takes to win a championship not just be the fourth seed. Can they go in and, and beat those 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 bigger teams? You know, you guys are you guys have been forcing me now to look at more so than just my team now. Like I used to look at, you know, just the Eagles and I wouldn't care about what everybody else was doing. I just looked at what they do well. Well now I started to look at other teams to see what they bring to the table. And I'm looking at this this 76ers team. I'm like, all right then where are we built with we're built we have the number one center on um in the East. Okay, then go, go from there. After that, how do we compare everywhere else? We don't have the best mm-hmm. four. We don't have the best three. We don't have the best two. We don't have the best one. And I'll start ranking them. All right, where's our number one? Uh, James Harden rank as far as everybody else's number uh, number one. And I can't say that he's probably top five. Wouldn't you say he's top five? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he's probably fifth, you know, um, you know, and you go as you go down, it gets even worse. So at this point, do I have faith that they can go out there and really play at a level high enough to win it all? <clears throat> or do I just am I just satisfied making it to the third round, making it to the you know championship round? Um, I'd say no. I have to be proven otherwise. Uh, yes. just, um, I. I, I think a lot of this really comes down to can Embiid and Harden, I, I mean this for both of them, finish the season healthy enough where you go into the playoffs. I felt like we, I feel like we've never wow. had that with Embiid. That's huge. Yes. Wow. Yeah, where they're yes. both rolling. And if yes. that's the case, then I might buy it a little bit more. But until I see that, I, I'm not believing it. I'm not believing either guy is still standing strong when it comes time to that's huge. You know, playoff time. Mm. So Couldn't agree I, with I, you more. That's the part to me that's going to be really interesting where they are. Now, I think that they uh, – I think Harden is really adapted to who he is now. I think the Anthony Melton's been a nice piece. You hope that Tucker can – can they gave him a couple days off, which I think is smart. They should do that every month or so. Get him back at least contributing a little bit. Um, and I think Tobias Harris is comfortable <laughs> in, in whatever his role is. So you're, 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 you're better, but – Well, you, see, you, just, you can't just throw that by there. You just can't throw it out there. And and say that and just keep going. What is his role? Where is he? What is he? Uh, yeah, he's a complimentary guy who, like, I get where you're coming from with it with the question, Barrett. Like, he he's is he a starter? Is he a, is he a, is he a two? Is he a one? Because if you say he's a one, he's not going to play more minutes than Harden. And if he's yeah. a two, is he a good enough shooting guard to be the number two? Well, I think that. Um... The big thing for him isn't so much health, as I just mentioned with Embiid and and, uh, and Harden. But the big thing for him is, you know, it's all well and good to put up decent numbers in the regular season, and that's fine. But he will disappear when it's a really, really big spot, it feels like, a lot. Mm. And that's where Tobias Harris has to show you that he's, he's grown into being somebody different. But um, I think his role is, uh, you know, occasionally sort of when, when all else fails, the back down guy. Um, and try and take somebody to the, to the, to the rack. Usually it's someone who's a little bit more undersized than him. Who's right. a little smaller than him. 
I don't know. The, the, the other one is, and, and Andrew makes a good point here, you know, Maxi. You know, if Maxi continues to grow and gets back to the guy we thought he was going to be in his third year, uh, that's a big X factor for them. Where is he at, though? What does he well, play? He's still – oh, where does he play? I mean, he's your two and Harden's your one. But I think that he's um, – the, the problem with that is like you have two guys who like to hold the ball and Embiid and Harden, and Maxi wants to just race. He just, he, he just wants to be up and down the floor. That's going to be the hard part. You know, and Tobias is another sort of like, you know, space eater and ball eater. You know, so yeah, I mean, there are definitely some question marks here. Well, sure. I mean, Melton has played well when you give him an opportunity. He's played well. Um, it's just hard for me, man, because I I know the style of basketball I want to play, but it doesn't fit the style of basketball we have constructed right here. Right. But I still think, I mean, that they are a good team. You know, they have, they got star power. They got what you want as far as you know that. Um, like you said, James Harden. James Harden is 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 becoming a facilitator. You know what I'm saying? He's becoming a point guard. You know, the quintessential point guard. Like you know, they didn't have to. He didn't have to score a lot this last game, right? You know, sixteen gave us sixteen. Um, Maxi gave us sixteen. You know. I think they need to still keep doing what they're doing with Shake. Shake, you know, the more reps he gets, the better he gets, man. The better he gets. And I think him and Melton have a nice little chemistry going between the two of them. They do. Yeah. Look, there's so. no question. There's no question they do. So Sixers, Oklahoma City tomorrow. Oklahoma City lost a close one to uh, to the Miami Heat uh, last night uh, in a game. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on it maybe a little bit later. Flyers are at the Capitals. You know, I will say this, all in all, uh, for the Flyers, it, they have played, I think, better than a lot of us thought they were going to play. I, I didn't think they would be where they are right now. I just didn't. I didn't think they'd be 16, 18, and 7. I thought they'd be way worse. I, I think um, I think the pattern has been set for that team. This is what we're going to see for the rest of the season. They play in ebbs and flows. They win a, st- a string of games. They lose a bunch of games. They win a string of games. Now, will I get be good enough in the end to get them in the back door of the playoffs? Eh, probably not. But still, I think I think the pattern has been set in terms of what we're going to see from this team. I think it's fair. I think it's yeah. fair. All right, let me answer a question from Mr. Taz. He says, uh, where do we see Ta- uh, uh, Matisse Thibel standing on this team? I would say, Mr. Taz, um, I think he's a candidate to be traded at the trade yep. deadline. Yeah. Um, For whatever reason, Doc doesn't like him. I don't Doc get does it. not. Does not I don't like know him. why. I don't no. get it. You know, and they'll, they do some offense, defense substitutions in big moments or at the stretch and all that. But I don't think Doc trusts him on the offensive end to knock down a clean three. Um, I don't think he trusts him to really do anything other than maybe catch a lob and throw it down or in a fast break situation. But it's clear he's not a favorite. Doc has certain guys. Like, he doesn't like B-ball Paul. He almost puts him in out of necessity that he has to play him. Hmm. He doesn't like Bible. <laughs> There's certain dudes he just doesn't like. I mean, and he can say whatever he wants. We all, you can see it. There's there's value, I think, in Thibel in that he's cheap. Um, he's he can really defend. If you're, you're a team that's like loaded on offense and you just want someone who's going to go in there and be a stopper, mm-hmm. and you can live with him not giving you much on the offensive end, I think he can help you. Um, mm-hmm. But what so, I mean, Farcon, why is Farcon starting mm-hmm. to get reps now? He shouldn't. I he played last night because it was Scrabini time. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't think he's getting a lot of time. That they gave him three years. You know he's got a year after this too. What? Who? <laughs> who are you? 
Who are you countering with here that's giving Furkan Korkmaz three years? What, what was that? What the hell was that? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, sometimes they just they, – they, they leverage. Where's the leverage? You know, those guys have no leverage. But, by the way, anybody in the chat section want to fire some questions off, um, certainly would uh, would love to hear from you. Uh, Tori B um, has one. Tori B, Do, yeah. Where, does D-Gun know hockey? New to me. Well, Tori, to answer your question, I covered the Milwaukee Admirals for five years. Covered the Pittsburgh Penguins for 10 years. And, you know, when I got here, they moved me exclusively to football, but I disparatically covered the Flyers as well. So, yeah, I know a little bit about the game, a little bit more than maybe people think. So that's, yes, I do know hockey. Thank you. But thank you for the question. No, I think it's, I, I, I know you, uh, you, you pay attention to what's going on. I know that for a fact um, with what's happening there. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Flyers. And, and, Barrett said, I don't. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Brothers with sticks. What, what was the segment you used to do? Brothers on the blue line. Yeah, yeah that was it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I had because I had to back then. I had to. Look yeah, at well, it. yeah. You know, and I got. I was pretty good. You know, I was. I was into it. Rag go good as all those guys. You know, I was yeah. into it. Into it. You know, you were into it, man. You, you know, I'm talking it. about G and all that stuff, man. Yeah. But I just, I, 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 the last three years, I've kind of lost it. Ever since, ever since, uh, you know, ever the since real, they started to stink. Well, no, not even that. When, when they, when, when, when the owner passed away. It's not Snyder. When Snyder Snyder passed away, man, it seemed like everything just went all the, yeah. And I'm like, it's almost like disrespectful on how it went the way it went. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't, uh, things have not handled, been handled well. That's for sure. Chris has a question. Uh, If we can see that about Rivers having clear favorites and the players can clearly see it, you think that they don't uh, resent that? How much do the players love? That's a good question, Chris. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think that um, I think the players can see it for sure. I, I think they know what the situation is. I think there's probably a frustration level uh, with Doc in certain ways. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, you don't hear a lot of ringing endorsements from his players. Nope, you don't. You know, I mean, that's one of the things I, I think that you, you, even out of nowhere, you may have somebody, hey man, credit Doc for this, or hey, good, 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 the coach is doing it. You don't hear that. Like I know. I know what a close relationship that Maxi has with Sam Cassell. You know, I know Joel likes working with Dan Burke could be with, from a defensive standpoint. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't feel that there's this great connection with Doc and some of those guys. I just don't. Personally. You know, you know, uh, favoritism breeds contempt. Yeah. Okay. All right. I guarantee you, there's players sitting on the bench. Why is he getting more minutes than I am? What did he do that I'm not doing? Yeah. You know. It hasn't affected. It hasn't spilled out publicly yet, obviously, um, but I guarantee you, there's some of that going on. What do you and mean I by agree. contempt? Huh? What do you mean by contempt? You know, man, why should I go out there and give all, man? Because you know, I, I'm not gonna get minutes anyway. You know, mm-hmm. why, why is he getting the minutes? You know, you know, why are you sitting there? You know, you, Doc Rivers forces guys to take sides. The way he plays his guys. Yeah, and that's you know that's. Mean? That's so bad too, man. That is that is so bad. Yeah, it's not good for camaraderie. No, it's not. No, it's not. Team team unity, if you will. Um, They're ascending in the right direction right now, but can it last an entire season? Yeah, yeah. Good question. Good question. All right, let's uh, step aside. Come back. Uh, We get it back to the NFL, and like I said, a lot to get to. Sean McVay. Uh, the commanders make a move. Jerry's talking again. The chargers might be getting some help in the near future. 
DeAndre Hopkins may be on the chopping block here in terms of getting out of Arizona, although I don't think that's a chopping block. I think that's a blessing. I should, should, I should rephrase that. <laughs> right. um, five jobs opening that are the best and the worst. We'll dig into all those kind of things when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, we're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Time to talk a little Razor technology. Yes, disaster recovery. In the middle of an emergency is the wrong time to wonder who is in charge and how to respond. Restoring malfunctioning systems, rebooting complex servers, and reconfiguring applications, plus bringing backups online and reauthorizing users all takes time. And the longer it takes, the more damage that a business is exposed to. Razor Technology helps growing businesses develop a disaster recovery plan that protects all their essential data. Razor ensures that all your critical systems are backed up and that backups are regularly checked to ensure that they can be deployed at a moment's notice. Depend on Razor Technology, your trusted IT managed service provider, to save time and money on your IT and cloud services. Find out if your business is built to recover from a data disaster by calling Razor Technology today at 866 797 3282. That's 866 797 3282. Or visit them online at razor tech.com. That's razor tech.com. Go for the beers, go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their social security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today.
with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game. Now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Everybody, hey what? What? Oh, sorry. Oh, thought you were calling me. It's my bad. Middle, I didn't use your middle name. That's when you know you're in trouble. Uh, that is true. I don't especially know what you're especially in my especially in my house when I grew up. Yeah, they call you by your full name. That's it. Run for the hills. Yeah, you are in trouble, man. You are in trouble. Uh, that's for sure. Um, all right, so you know, also is in trouble is uh, Scott Turner, who was just fired as the commander's offensive coordinator, which again looks like uh, Ron Rivera survives. So, uh, Turner out of there, certainly, um, their offense not great, uh, to close out the year. I'll say it what I say all the time when this kind of stuff happens you know, if you don't have a quarterback, you're dead, and he didn't have a quarterback, you know, they went from Wentz to Heineke to Wentz to Hal. So it's it's a hard, hard thing to do. Now there are there are talented players there, man. Um, if they have Robinson the whole year healthy, they have McLaren, they have Dotson, they have Samuel, uh, decent tight end. There's some stuff to work with there if you if you come in there as an offensive coordinator, I would say for sure. But uh yep. Scott Scott Turner's out. He's Norville, North Turner's son, for what it's mm. worth. Yep. Mm. I, you know, it's that's just a tough place to be, man. Because I mean, how's that organization trying to fire anybody? They need to fire that whole ownership. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it's like the pot calling the kettle black. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. I, I would agree. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, the, again, you just feel like whatever the circumstances with them, until Snyder's out of the way, there's always going to be chaos and it's never always. going to be stable always know? yep yeah well when teams start firing coordinators and position coaches that usually means the head coach is safe we were wondering about ron vera status yep with the team so that that tells me that he's going to be allowed to to try to resurrect this thing at least one more year yeah, yeah. yep yeah exactly right. I, I, you know i'm gonna tell you the truth i, I don't know if i want to stay there i agree why would you want to be there right you know what i'm saying like why why would I go through all that when I know the organization is not, they don't want to win. You know, or they I mean? don't know how to go about winning. Right, 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 right. You know? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. I love the game. I don't, and I'm not trying to be corny here. Maybe it's just that, you know, Ron Rivera loves the, uh, loves coaching the game and he feels like he can deal with all that other stuff. Absolutely. It is, you know, but I, I know he feels an allegiance to those players that are still there. That That's true. There. That's true. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, that's, just, that's just a hard situation to be in. Yeah. Considering uh, the fact that how bad they are as an organization. Right. Um, and, and and how much of a fan base they've lost. That place used to sell out all the time. And yep. now, mm-hmm. why would you want to go? First of all, the place is a dump you play in on top of everything else. Um, so the Eagles will have a couple of practices this week, guys. They're going to practice Thursday and Friday. So tomorrow and Friday. As they should. Yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts is going to speak to reporters tomorrow. 
And of course, we don't know when they're going to play. They could play the 21st, the 22nd. Look, here's what here's what you can lock in. If, if it ends up being the Cowboys or the Bucks, that game's going to be on Sunday. They're not going to ask them to go Monday night to Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. So you can lock that in that they'll be on Sunday if it's one of those two teams. But yeah, good. There's the advantage, right? They've had this week off for the most part. Get out there Thursday and Friday, and then you get the weekend off and you get back at it Monday or Tuesday. You're going to be much more rested than these teams that are practicing and doing battle on Sunday. It's why you did what you did. Absolutely. Get it. If yeah. they play Dallas, it, it tells me it's going to be a primetime game. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yes. We will be up late. They're going to blow that up. Brady, Cowboys, rivalry, the GOAT, all that. They're going to are, are we, blow that up. Are we that selfish? That's the only thing we're thinking about? Yes. Yes, we are. Yes. Yes. yes Silly are. question, Barry. Yeah, Come on, man. We're just worried about our sleep and, you know, working yes. late. Yes. Well, co- wait, but correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm, I know you'd rather be 1 o'clock. I get it. But uh, we're probably not looking at a night game, right? Or are we looking at a night game? Yes. Absolutely. Looking probably at a night are. Game. It's not Sunday night. Sunday night, probably know. around probably about six, oh, like yeah. six, six o'clock. o'clock. We're yes. looking at the three six o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably yeah. a three six schedule, and I, I mean, I don't mind that, man. I, I just don't like the. I don't like yeah. they Remember back in the day when Sunday night, Monday night football was at nine o'clock. Oh, How did nine, we get yeah. through that? I know, man. That was ridiculous. Now, we'll, the second round, will they have a Saturday game too? Yeah, they will have Saturday game. Yeah, you're right. The Eagles were not playing a Saturday. They're not going to ask Tampa or Dallas. If Definitely not. here. I mean, to, maybe if if Seattle or the Giants upset that you know their opponent, maybe you get a Saturday. Yeah. Maybe. Well, mm. let me. All right. So D- Seattle plays Saturday, right? Yes, they play San Francisco Saturday. That certainly w- wouldn't be out of the question. That's feasible. Which I don't yeah. mind playing a Saturday night game, which means you get to watch the Sunday games. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. I mean, the Giants are the four thirty on Sunday. I. I think I think all signs pointed to the Eagles on Sunday. That would just be my guess. I, I think agree. we're looking at a Sunday, yeah, Sunday rather than Saturday. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. Get get, uh, your, get your coffee and your bed rolls ready. <laughs> You'll be up. Yeah, I, I mean, you kind of look when you go into the playoffs, all bets are off. He's got to be right. ready for it. It is mm-hmm. what it is. You know, you got a couple more of them, man. <laughs> Worst case I like, scenario. I like your trooper mentality. <laughs> Let, let's hope there's a six eighteen kickoff on. Uh, February, whatever it is in, in Arizona, yeah, right? Yeah, right, yeah, right, exactly. right, right, right. That is the right. only night game I will not complain about. That's true. That is true. Um, so <laughs> a couple other odds and ends here that, that are happening around the league. So Sean McVay is allowing his assistant coaches to basically talk to other teams. And if you get a, you get a good offer, take it. That's rare. This is leaning more and more towards him walking. Would you guys agree? I agree. I agree. Yeah. You tell your coaching staff, Hey, go look for jobs. <laughs> Yeah, I still for the life of me don't understand how do you walk away from that team? You were at the highest of highs, and now that they have to rebuild this thing, you want out? You're going to parachute out of there? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care how good of a coach you are. I don't know if I can hire you as my head coach moving forward. Are you here just for the good times and not the bad times? Yep. Yeah. That's not the kind of coach I'm looking <laughs> yes. for. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am not, out. Not the kind of coach I'm looking for. And on top of that, if he walks away. How much money do the Rams owe him? Usually you get paid if you get fired. How much money do they really owe him? Not enough to keep him there. I know that. Well, if yeah, he yeah. walks, they're, they're they're off the hook for all of it. Yep. I don't know. Depends on the clause in the contract. Yeah, I, I, I don't really? know. I agree, with you. I agree with you, but 
He's not walking away without some kind of calculated thought in mind here. See, well, maybe there's young. a buyout. I, I don't. Maybe he's thirty it's a years old. He's 30, 36, I believe. He's only thirty six. Thirty six years old. He's got yeah. plenty of time to do whatever he want to do. He's I not agree. worried about the money. Plus, if he goes to one of the networks and makes seven figures, he figures is, it might be what he's making and then some. Right. Yeah. Exactly. When you think yeah, about with, with way less aggravation, guys, like, yeah, yeah, you work six months yeah. a year as opposed to you know, 24 seven, like you do now as a coach, I no doubt that's in mind. He's absolutely got that in mind that he's got that, that, that fallback. I mean, no Ur- Ur- urban Meyer goes and blows up Jacksonville. He's back on TV the next year. Uh, I, I can't even look at him. Like I, I know Fox he... uses him uh, on their, uh, yeah. their, like their big, co- like it's almost their college game day show, whatever they call it yep. with uh, him and Leinard and uh, Reggie Bush is on it. I forget who else, but I, I see him. I'm out. I'm telling you, man, I'm changing the channel Me the too, second bro. I see Urban Meyer. Me too. Me too. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with McVeigh, but it feels like it's headed that direction. Mike McC- uh, Jerry Jones, oh, we're fully behind Mike McCarthy. Oh, yeah. We'll see until they lose to the Bucks, and then he's, he's begging Sean Payton to come back again. I, I can see that happening. You know, again, somebody needs to put a muzzle on Jerry, but when you own the candy store, who's going to be – the only person who could come close to that is his, his son. <laughs> obviously his son hasn't done it by now it'll never happen he's got a hard job his kid i yes, know man he does man because nice you're always answering job, for what the dad says always yeah. but if i gotta work for dad especially dad who doesn't know when to stop talking and i'm pay- making seven figures i'm good i can take that i hear you yeah give, you know. yeah give me that kind of torture i'll, I'll figure no, it man, out i i got it no but i i it's it almost feels like doesn't it like we're getting to the point where i don't think peyton wants that gig now i don't know I think it's, you know what I think he's tired of waiting, you know, in terms yeah. of what are you going to do, you know. Now, everything may change if, if if McCarthy gets fired on Tuesday if they blow that game in in Tampa on Monday, especially if they lose big to yeah. Tampa. Uh, things might change, you know, in a hurry. But as of right now, if I'm Sean Payton, and obviously he has the itch now to get back, he's done TV. Okay, I did this. Now he wants to get back to his true calling, which is coaching. Or else, why would he be out there interviewing interviewing for jobs? You know, right. he wants to coach somewhere. So, um, you know, I'm, I don't have to sign anything right now. I'm just listening to everybody right now. <laughs> I, you uh, know what? I, I don't you guys. I really feel like that Cowboys Bucks game is is a coin flip. I agree. It is. Yep. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Not Dallas is on discipline on defense. Yeah. Dak Prescott is a mess right now. I agree. And Tom Brady looks like Tom Brady of five years ago. The last two games. Yeah. Yeah, so I agree. That's what it's going to come down to. It's going to be interesting. So this one, this is one to sort of store away for a minute. Not for this week, but if they can win. Uh, Rashawn Slater, the the left tackle for the Chargers, coming back. He's he's been activated off of the uh, IR, uh, and he is he's he's starting to practice with them. That's one. If they get on a little it's run huge. here, it's huge. Plug that dude back in. He's a beast. Absolutely. I agree so. with you 100%. Here, here's another one that falls in that category. Buffalo Bills just announced that Micah Hyde and Jamison Crowder both are in their 21-day windows now. Sean uh, McDermott has already said they will not play this week. Mm. But, you know, Micah Hyde uh, had a neck injury in September. They they thought his season was over. All of a sudden, his recovery process has sped up to the point where now they're talking about him coming back for the playoffs. You put him back there with Jordan Poirier, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, I think they're the best one-two safety combination in the NFL when they're together. 
Yeah. If he can come back and play at a high level that he was playing at, that's huge. And having Crowder come back to, to uh, play slot, you know, with uh, Beasley as well. You know, he's like a Beasley, a little darting guy, you know, mm-hmm. you know, all over the field. And and, and, jo- and Josh, Josh Allen likes to throw those quick passes. Yeah, That's huge for them in their playoff run. That is big. I- I'll give you – I'll go flip side on, on this for a minute. Um, it looks like Cincinnati is going to be without both their starting right tackle and right guard for this game. And, you know, we, we know how Burrow has taken a beating over his first, what, three years in the league. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think they're going to be in good shape against the Ravens, but that's just, you know, keep keep your eye on that one. Um, Who's playing for the Ravens? Well, the word came out today that it's doubtful that Lamar will be ready. That's not good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that. So, I still see Let's see. No, no, no right side of the Bengals offensive line compared to no Lamar Jackson, who's averaging just over 13 points a game in his absence. Yes, it's, I got Cincinnati in that game. Yeah, I'll still take Cincinnati. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. But yeah, that's uh that 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 game could be mm-hmm. affected big time by injuries, that's for sure. We mentioned yeah. yesterday uh that Roquan Smith signed a, signed a five-year extension. Uh what a deal. Yeah. Yeah, so he's not going anywhere. Five years, uh, one hundred million. <laughs> Dang! Whoa. Yeah, man, that's why the oh, Bears let him go. Yeah, it used to be quarterback money. That's not anymore. Um, right, right, so right. Good, good for him. Here's yeah, one for you. Yeah. Um, the Dolphins have not gone to the playoffs with a healthy starting quarterback since two thousand eight. Mm. Oh my God! The last healthy quarterback, starting quarterback they had go to the playoffs was Chad Pennington. In two of all quarterbacks, Chad Pennington, Chad Pennington started all 16 regular season games and he started their playoff loss to the Ravens. Uh, in 2016, um, Ryan Tannehill was injured, so he did not he did not finish what he started in 16. Mm. And then you look at the situation this year, two is already out. We don't know the status of Bridgewater, so get ready for Luke Skywalker, whatever the heck his name is. <laughs> <Skyler Thompson. laughs> Get off my K-State boy, man. Come I'm on, sorry. man. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Come, Come on, man. man. Yeah, Barrett's still licking his wounds from the Alabama game, man. Come oh, on. man. By the way, your basketball too. team's good, dude. Are they? Yes. I got to start looking at that then. You guys should pay attention to that. <laughs> I'm telling you. Man, they're legit. I'm telling you. Just, oh, just watch out. Um, the, the, I got to ask you. I want to circle back to the Ravens for a minute. If with the Roquan Smith signing and the way this year's kind of played out with Lamar being banged up, do you do you read into the, to the Roquan Smith thing that he's yes. gone or that he's franchised? Lamar Jackson, yes, franchise. Yeah, I think it's franchise. I think I think they're gonna. But then again, he'll pull the I'm not playing on the franchise tag. Push is gonna come to shove here. Yeah, because he doesn't be have an agent. Tag. He, he nope. reps himself. He how many players? Himself. How many players will will refuse to go to voluntary workouts, mandatory OTAs, beginning of training camp, and all of a sudden at the end of training camp, boom. Deal's done. Now, as we've said, a lot of teams that already have a quarterback, you know, we said, well, you know, you go out and get another one. Well, are you going to put that team, a team that's a playoff team, in the hands of a rookie quarterback? No, not right away. Mm-hmm. Because what message are you sending to the rest of your team that goes into training camp thinking we have another shot to be a solid playoff team? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, you're going to get a veteran free agent? You, you better not there? think. Yeah, you just better not think you can plug the backup in. Like he, he's a nice fit for you when Lamar's out, but you know you don't want to expose him to being your your full time guy. 
Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, yeah. that I wouldn't do. You know, that's for sure. No, no. Uh, uh, the other interesting thing is, and this could this could be big, you know, as we get a little bit further along here, perhaps maybe draft night, maybe before that, but uh, DeAndre Hopkins is uh, is on the trading block, according to a lot of reports. Um, they're going to try and move him. He's got two years, 34.3 left on his deal, um, and he's looking for a new deal. So Arizona's looking to move him. Um, he's he, he's got a no trade clause, mm-hmm. which he he got in his last when he got extended the last time. So he has the you know the right to first refusal. He he can sign off on where he ends up going. So that could complicate things a little bit. If 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 Arizona announces they've hired Sean Payton, if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, like, hey man, I'm just playing. I will leave. <laughs> I, will, I was just kidding. <laughs> I like the dry heat. I'm good. Yeah, I love it. I'm good, man. I, yeah. yeah. They take me serious. Dude. Yeah, you guys know how I like the kid. Come on, man. Yeah, but oh man, he can still play, man. That that's a that's a big yes, one. He if, he is, if you get your hands on him, right? Huge. Yeah, man. Huge. His catch radius, man, and his ability to twist and turn to make catches. Jeez, I love watching that dude play, man. I don't, yeah, you know. Unfortunately, he gets injured a lot. I love watching him play, man, because yeah. he does things the average. The average good foot, the average good receiver doesn't good do. Yep. You yeah, know, we see a lot of great catches and stuff, but this dude takes it to another level, man. Yep. You know, even playing with a, a schmuck like Kyler Murray. <laughs> well, that's the thing. What, you know, what, what's that looking like if he ends up with a really legitimate quarterback, too? Oh, man. You, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen. Well, it's Ooh. also a situation where you could really, if you want to really help somebody like Justin Fields or, you know, I, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could go with this thing, um, you know, where he ends up going. Could, He's in Chicago. Change. He might retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't argue that. Oh, uh, man. I'm just trying to think where it'd be a good, you know, it'd be a good fit for him. Maybe wow. in New York, if they get a good court, if they get a real yeah. quarterback. Yeah. Shoot. If he goes, if he goes, to, uh, if he goes to the chargers, yeah, they can't keep anybody healthy. He go in yeah. there and be healthy. He could rip it up there. Yeah, he could. Yeah. Rip it up. I hate to say it, but the Giants would be a good fit for him. Giants would be a great fit for him. That's a they're, good call. They're screaming for a lead receiver. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, all right. So of the five job openings, and let me refresh yeah. everybody's memory. We have the Panthers, yeah. you have the Colts, you have the Broncos, you have the Texans, and you have the Cardinals. Okay. You look at those five teams. Panthers, Colts. Positives, Colts. negatives, etc. Let's start with the with the glass half full. What's the best gig? Panthers, Colts, Broncos. Broncos, Texans, Cardinals. Texans, Cardinals. I would say Denver. I would say Denver also. Yeah, I would say Denver. It's it's the total package. You got a front-line quarterback and you got a front-line defense. You got ball catchers. You know, you got a good running game. Only thing is, you got to deal with that mountain high air and the cold winters. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> if you can overcome those two elements, Denver's a place to go. I, I think it's Denver. You, you step into a, a legit defense already. Number one, they did everything they could last year with no help at all. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson looked better the last two games. I know it's two compared to fifteen terrible games. I get it, or whatever mm-hmm. you end up playing, um, but. I ha- I can't imagine that he just went from still pretty good in Seattle to, to just god awful. There's something something mm-hmm. was just really amiss. Mm-hmm. You have Judy, you got some other receivers there. 
um, that can be fixed. Like that can yes. be fixed by the right guy. Yes. I believe that. No question. It's really the only one that you look at with the Panthers, the Colts, the Texans, and the, I don't, I just don't like the Cardinals quarterback. There is a quarterback in place that I feel like has a good quarterback in place. And you don't just have a, an okay defense. You have an excellent defense. I think Denver, I'd rank Denver number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? The Panthers job is not awful. No, it's not. That's a pretty good defense. You have a good running attack. It showed even after they traded McCaffrey away. There's two guys who can run the pill there. You still have DJ Moore. <clears throat> you have you're I think you're in pretty good shape with picks. Yep. And you're and you an owner that doesn't and you know you have an owner that doesn't interfere. He just wants to win. Yeah. And you're in a weak division. Mm-hmm. You, you are in a weak, weak division. division. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be the perfect place to go. Um now you're talking about Harbaugh going to uh Denver. That I mean that I think Harbaugh going to Panthers would be pretty good. You know, I thought yep. about it. I would say, yep. uh, they don't want another college coach. But you were right. You guys turned me around when you guys said, well, you know, he's a an NFL coach that went to college. He's already an NFL coach. I was like, you're right. You're right. He is more so. And I can see him turning that whole thing around, too. Mm-hmm. The whole thing around. In fact, I might have to call him. If he goes in, I might have to call him, guys, and, you know, make that phone call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let, let's be perfectly clear. Barrett will never coach in the NFL. How do you know? Because you've already admitted it. I've called you out on it several times. You have too many other interests. I you're not that. you're not working from six a.m. to midnight. That's not you. I'm I, I'm not doing it. That's no. It's all the hobbies, all the then you know you don't get doing much. You have a ton of hobbies. Like you couldn't do any of that. You would be working on your cars. I'll take Being a spot, coach, I'll is take a spot this... on Captain Tony's boat. Right, <laughs> <laughs> bro. You just can't do anything, man. It's is is and it's and it's not like it used to be where you got an off season. There's no such thing as an off season. No, no. You know, it's it's twenty four seven, man. You're always going out. You're doing something. Of, you know, trying to trying to get be your best and hone your craft, man. And that, that's just something I just I just don't have time for that, man. You lose your families, man. Yeah. And it, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's a pain in the butt for real, for real. Barrett ain't coaching, man. Barrett likes his boats, motorcycles, rebuilding cars. You know, he, he ain't coach. He, you're not coaching material, Mr. Brooks. I know it. You I think are, he's coaching material. He just, he, uh, I think he, he's got the acumen. He just yeah, doesn't. He does. There's just too much of, a, of a. He has a lot pull. to share. Yeah. But he'd rather keep it to himself while he's fishing. Not to himself, to us. He uses it for us. Well, us here, purposes. yeah. Yes. But, um, all right, so Panthers will be number two. You know, you man, the Colts and the Texans and the Cardinals are. I'd say Cards three. You got warm weather. You got a dome. You got rid of the GM. You got rid of the coach. All you have to do is get that quarterback. Um, Arizona's a great place. Phoenix area is a great place to be. You know, um, I would say Cardinals three. Ooh, I, I would go so far. I would go. I would go so far as I was. I would put Texans next because you're going with a whole new set of circumstances. You're going in with that with that quarterback. You know, you just you'll be tied to that quarterback. And I just yeah, don't because you have the number next. two overall pick, so you're going to be drafting a guy, right? Yeah. So I, I I wouldn't go in there because I would I wouldn't put up with it, man. I, you know, I'd be man, go sit your little ass over there. That's what I I'll be telling him. Yeah. You know, what um, I'm saying? you're on, you're on timeout. 
I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not going to Houston unless I get a three-year guarantee. I told you guys <laughs> that yesterday. You're not going to bring me in there for one year and then jettison me out of there because you feel that's like that's the nope. other problem. There. Nope. I mean, they're they are you know, that guy is. You just can't trust them that he's going to yeah. stay behind you. You ain't never nope. lie. Nope. You give me guaranteed years, and I emphasize the word years. We can talk. If you're telling me one year with a possible two. Yeah, you know, there's a good possibility you and I will never have a phone conversation about that job. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, if, if real. That, no, you are right. You're right about that. I would say, I think by far the Colts and the Texans are the worst because you have awful owners. Yep, yep, awful, you know, awful, awful. awful I mean, the only thing you have going for you in Indianapolis, if you're healthy, I think it's a pretty good defense. If you're healthy, they had a yep. lot of injuries this year. Their but, best player was gone the entire year. Yeah. yeah. I but, want nothing to do with that nutbag owner. Yeah, he's he's a I mean, he is a nothing. the fact that they're still entertaining Saturday as as maybe a candidate, like, come on. What are we doing here? No. Um yeah, and, and the Texans are bad too. So I, I would say candidates for a job to open, maybe. I would say the LA Chargers is a possibility of the teams that are still playing. I, I should clarify that. Mm. I think the LA chargers are a possibility. Mm. Um, Dallas is not out of the question. If they get spanked by Tampa mm. Bay. Mm-hmm. If I probably pick- it, I, like, I don't think Harbaugh walks away and I don't think they're firing him in Baltimore. No, no, I, I think no. it stays. Yep. If I, if I can handpick a job, I want that chargers job. Same personal, personal preference. I love the West West coast. I love Southern California. I love the weather there. I got a, I got a future. I got a, a great quarterback. I got a good defense. Uh, I'm playing in a fabulous new stadium. The only thing I have to do is make sure I buy a house that are built on rollers in case the big one comes. Boy, have you <laughs> seen, by the way, for anybody of our friends who are in the Southern California, the California area, Central Cal, Cal man, they're getting bludgeoned with with rain. Oh, yeah, Northern man. California also. Did you it's, see? Have you seen video? I yeah. saw the thing. Uh, what's her name? Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres uh, yeah. was in her like her backyard, I guess, and took video. Yeah. Oh my god, man! It's scary. It's bad, dude. There's all these sinkholes now on, on yes. highways and streets, yes. and all you see is like uh, the antenna of a car. Like you can't even see the car. Right. It, it's bad, man. The it's weird really thing bad. is, it doesn't rain in Southern California, but when it does, it comes in like one fell swoop and causes and wreaks all kind of havoc. The main reason they're having so many problems with the flooding in Northern California is because so much of so much of the green greenery is scorched to earth. Over yeah. the, look at all the look at all the fires they've had over the last five, 10 years. The vegetation is scorched, water just running down the hill into the it's it's I mean, they evacuated a, a entire town recently um in the LA area, man, because of all I saw somebody post something on Twitter. It's rained for 24 straight hours. 24 yeah. straight hours? Jeez. Of rain, Man. yeah, and they they go months and months and months without seeing anything. Yes, yeah. and uh, they don't get a lot of rain in Southern. See, I moved to San Diego. See, San Diego is a perfect place to be. They when the earthquakes hit California, they get the aftershocks, but they don't get the full effect because the three main fault lines that run through California. If you look at the fault lines, they go from the ocean through San Francisco down through Los Angeles and then break down through the middle of the state where my wife is from, down through this valley, and into Mexico where my wife is from. San Diego gets the aftershocks. They get rain, but not heavy rain like the Los Angeles area. Yeah. And the yeah. weather's always 65, 70 year round. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a, it's unbelievable. Um, all right, we, we, we hit this when, when we were doing our pre-show meeting. Gunnar, you pointed this out, and I think it's yeah. really cool. This P- Patrisov group, and I, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing yeah, it, but I think yeah. that's how you say it. Um, it, it's, it's a group of athletes. I know Blake Griffin and Joe Burrow are among them. There's, there's Zach a lot Ertz, of, Zach Ertz, Chris Middleton. Yeah. Um, uh, who's, you know, uh, Sam Hubbard, Kimber Walker, Kevin, Kevin Gossman, Anders Lee. Uh, it's like 25 athletes. That right, so some, you know, some big names, you know, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So what they're doing and Derek, you can explain this better than I can, but they're, they're buying up farm property. Yeah. Uh, correct. And, and right now they're in the buying process. it off and they're getting it at a cheap rate. Correct. Yes. Right now they're in the process of buying a 104 acre farm in Northern Iowa that they will lease to farmers and they will only take like 1% on any profits that they make. They want to buy a total of five farms across the country over the next several years they are already looking at three or four watermelon farms in the state of Oregon, uh, which tends to have their smaller watermelon fields are smaller and offer higher percent, a higher per acre rent. So basically they're trying to help farmers out, which is incredible gesture on their part. Right. Only 1% of the profit. That's, that's amazing. It's awesome. They're doing that. And I love that they're helping farmers out who have been just, I mean, let's face it, this has been going on for a long time in, in the United yeah. States and the world where they are just, you know, so critical for, for us and everything that we need to sustain. But you just get dumped on and work and work and work and are, are barely surviving if they're even surviving. So I think it's awesome. Now, until I saw this story, I had never heard of this company called Patrisov. You know, hopefully, uh, but they are committed to bringing athletes together to do stuff like this. Now, we know how leery athletes are about investing in money nowadays, considering so many athletes have been taken in, in a lot of cases. It's been well documented. A lot of athletes thought they had X, X amount of millions stored away for retirement and come to find out they had nothing because investors used their money uh, wrongly Yep. and, and, and scammed them. It happened to me early in my career. Yeah, yeah. Early in my career, um, this place called Option Plus. In fact, it was um, – it was so many guys that you know that, that you know. Remember, remember uh, Ricky Dixon? Remember the cornerback? I remember Ricky Dixon, Forty Nine er. Yep, Eric Metcalf. Yep. Um, yep. A bunch of us. Uh, the group TLC. We, they all you know with this place called Option Plus, and we just got caught up in the you know the you know the life. You know what I'm saying? They, like they would throw huge parties down in in um in Atlanta, and they flies down there, and you know what I'm saying we're thinking that you know so we go with them. Come to find out, they were taking everybody's money and putting it in one pot and investing it from that one pot. How do you do that? You know wow. what I'm saying? Wow. So after my, you know, I was with them for two years, and going into that third year, I'm like, "Yo, I don't want to be with you more, and I need to leave." You know, like, "Well, you don't have any money left." Well, what do you mean I don't have any money left? Woo! Sued them, and uh, I mean, I, I didn't even get it. I, I, I might have gotten maybe sixty, sixty thousand dollars. Of all that mm. money I made, and I signed a mm. one point three million dollar contract for four years, oh. and I might have got sixty thousand dollars back. But I mean, it, it it made me think about it. it. Made it made from that point on, it made me a very very smart businessman as far as yeah. how I do. That's why I mean, I haven't stopped. I haven't my my standard of living hasn't dropped. You know, I I, I live the same way I lived when I was in the league, mm-hmm. and that's part of me just being very frugal in how I approach things. But it's also because. 
I understand, you know, money a lot better than I did then. Right. Won't, you know, won't even loan me 20 bucks. He's so few frugal. I well, because I wouldn't be loaning it to it. I would yeah, have to just give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be gifting it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. About this. Hey, man, this dude, Joseph Hudson, I almost started laughing what Bear was talking. He said, we were talking about the watermelon field. Watermelon field don't stand a chance around my folks in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> oh, see, man, we got yeah. great people, man. Great people in, in, in this. Fight, That's man. the laugh of the half hour, right there. That's, <laughs> it. That's it. Oh my God! Uh, well, the other, the other, the interesting thing, Derek, sort of tied to this is the, uh, yeah. the, the, the money that NFL sponsorship made this past year is just unreal, man. What is it? Two point five billion they made in sponsorships. The, the NFL banked two point seven billion in sponsorships. Oh sponsorship deals this season now uh breaking its own previous record to break it down 32 teams combined for two uh 2.05 billion with the league securing the other 650 million dollars now the top teams that secured deals when i presented this to you guys in the, in the pre-show meeting you were as shocked as i was that jacksonville headed the list at uh, consummating 170 deals, followed by Dallas with 140 and Buffalo with 135. Jeez, I I would have 100 percent went Cowboys first. I would have. I might even say too. I would have said if not the Cowboys, then then a team like a market like New York, Chicago, yeah, San Francisco, big like L.A., yeah, you know Philadelphia, you know big market. You know when it's Jacksonville, I was shocked. Uh, it, 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 I don't know that they just rack up more deals, more volume. Uh, rack up more than... volume. It doesn't. It doesn't tell us if it equated to more money. I would imagine Jacksonville being a smaller market. While they may have gotten 170 different deals done, I can't believe it would equate to more money than a Dallas Cowboys, which is in a much bigger state, right, much more right. prominent. You know, much more millionaires and billionaires in the state of Texas in football. And, and let's face it, Texas is the number one state in terms of football frenzy. From Pop Warner to high school to college to pros, nobody is more fan frenzy about football than the state of Texas. Yeah, yeah, you there's know. no question about that. Um, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll hit our last break, and when we come back, uh, I got a couple of on-this dates for you guys, which you'll like. Uh, we got some birthdays, some movies, and some more Eagles questions. You got any Eagles questions for us in, uh, in the chat, you can hit us up as well. Go ahead, Gunner. For, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I also yeah. forgot this. The league also earned ten billion dollars per year from its eleven media deals with Comcast, NBC, Disney, ABC, Paramount, Global, CBS, Fox, and Amazon. God, ten billion dollars a year! So you pay your commission for forty-four a year. Yeah, I guess. Um, unbelievable, unbelievable. All right, uh, we'll step aside. That's Gunner money. That's for sure. We'll step aside. We'll come back uh, and we'll continue the discussion. He's Derek. He's Barrett. I'm Rob. We're Sports Take. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, 
We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know what's happening. We have to stick around to find out whether or not he's going to be back. But we've had a lot of Eagle stuff uh, in the uh, throughout the course of the program. That's for sure. Some NFL as well. Gunner's getting his trying to chew really quickly. Try, try, try and get it all in during the break. Yes, he's back. What, what are we eating here? What was the food of choice that you're sucking down so quickly right now? A Reese's cup. Oh, nice. You still, you still dipping into the Halloween candy from uh, from October? You still doing that? I sure hope not. <laughs> if not, you'll be making a run to the border real soon. Yeah, really. You know, yeah. We don't want that. No, we don't. Um, all right, let me hit you with these. I got two good on this dates for you guys. All right. The first one goes back to 1976. And Barrett, I am going to circle back to something you talked about a little bit earlier, believe it or not. Okay. You brought up Ed Snyder. Yep. So in 1976, the Flyers played the Red Army game against the Russians. Now, the oh. Russians were doing a tour of North America and they took on the NHL team 
a couple of NHL teams, including the Flyers. Now, this game was notable for an incident where Ed Van Imp, who was a Flyer, checked the the, the best Russian player, uh, Valery uh, Kamarlov. He got he got checked. Was down on the ice. Uh, Van Imp had just come out of the penalty box. The officials didn't call a penalty. The Red Army coach went nuts. He pulled his team off the ice in protest. Okay. <clears throat> As they're in the locker room, Ed Snyder goes down there and says, hey, "You got you got two choices here. You can either sit here in the locker room and walk, or you get out on the ice. But unless you get back out on the ice, you're not getting a penny here. You're not getting." Mm. A penny. So suddenly the Russians were back out on the ice. Um, <laughs> I the checked them. Yeah, and the, the, <laughs> the Flyers ended up winning the game four to one. But it was uh, it was it was the Flyers, you know, Broad Street bully days when you know it was a much different you know kind of game. Yeah, they were action. Yeah, there was a lot of action, a lot of physicality, and it also showed you like Snyder was a ballsy guy, man. Like he right. wasn't trying to be diplomatic. He was just like. You see this check? You're not getting it unless you get back out on the ice. And the Russians went back out on the ice, and that was it. <laughs> that was this day, 1976. All right, let's go to another one. This day, 1982, the catch, the Joe Montana, Dwight Clark, oh, yeah, NFC yeah, championship yeah. game, 49ers, Cowboys, Montana rolling right, rolling right, delivers. It only where Dwight Clark could catch it or it was going out of bounds. He catches it. It begins the the 49ers run as a dynasty under Bill Walsh and Montana and then eventually Steve Young. And it also kind of signaled the end of the Cowboys run there in, in the 70s and the early 80s. So it was a very significant game in NFL history. One of the greatest plays in the history of the NFL, no question yep. about it. I still yeah. remember watching that game and watching it with family. Yeah. And we're not even 49ers fans, but the whole room erupted just because of what happened. You know, you're yeah. thinking – you're thinking – He's throwing the ball away. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, quite, quite, you know, unfortunately, he died at a young age. Yeah. Um, but, man, what a great moment in time. You know, everybody, even back then, hated the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, you know. And Joe Montana pulls this one out of his head. It's like, wow. Uh, agreed. It. And it, it showed you, like, uh, this guy's a little different, too, yeah. you know, Montana. Yeah. And, and he's clutch. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that was, that was pretty cool. That was uh, on the TV call for CBS – Vin Scully and Hank Stram. Wow. Now that I did not remember. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool, right? Those guys called that, that game. That's awesome. And then the Super Bowl was Summerall and Matt and Madden. And it was it was the first Super Bowl that those two worked together. Mm. So and they beat the uh the, the Niners beat the um, Bengals in that game. Bengals had uh Ken Anderson. I think Collinsworth might have been a rookie. And uh, you know, the Niners, this is pre-Jerry Rice, too. I was gonna say, is that the that's not the game where Montana drove him down the field for the no. last touchdown of John Taylor? That that's the later. They met again in '88 okay. okay. uh, with Boomer Esaias and, and Icky Woods. That uh, team. Okay. Okay. And yeah, Montana hit Taylor for what ended up being the game winner. Yeah, yeah. Delaware, yeah. Delaware's own John Taylor. Delaware's own. Yeah, he and, went to Delaware um, State. Yeah, he did. And yeah. uh, Jerry Rice. Okay. All right. So they're the uh, they're, they're the connections there with the with those teams, but yeah, so pretty cool on the states uh, for those two. Uh, all right, birthdays, not oh, yeah. a ton. Well, oh, you know yeah. what? I got to start off with this man. All right, on this day, oh. forty nine years ago. Okay, forty. You said forty nine. Yes, my middle brother. We picked him up out of a trash can somewhere. <laughs> he just happened to be on his earth somewhere. Is this I, I Philip? Yes, it's it's Philip. Yeah. Okay. 
They brought him home, and I, I've been trying to get rid of him ever since then. <laughs> I don't know where they you're, found your nemesis. You're your Cleveland Brown loving. Right, brother. right, right. I mean, he's always been mixed up, man. You know, they had to have adopted him or or maybe, you know, got him out. Of, you know what I'm saying? Maybe they bought Bad him on a doorstep or yeah, yeah, yeah. bought him on the black market or something because he, you know, he can't be my brother. A Cleveland Browns fan. Come on. Man. Well, let me yes. ask you this, Mr. It's my brother's birthday, man. Yeah. Okay. Happy birthday, Philip. You, uh, happy yeah, happy birthday, Philip. Uh, uh, based on what you just said, that he's a little different. Um, that means he's very similar to you, doesn't it? No, it's not like me. He's nothing like me. Nothing uh, like me. I don't know, because ever since I've met you, I've said to myself, <laughs> that man's a little different. <laughs> I just can't – what I can't believe more than anything else is he didn't root for any – like when you were playing on teams in the NFL, he was still rooting for the Browns. Like I can't still, believe that. I still can't get over rooting that. I can't fathom it, man. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's wild. That, that is <laughs> that's wild. out of pocket. That's what it is. Yeah, it is. but what? you know what? My, yeah, but my brother growing up in a house and in a state of Packer fans, crossing the state line, meets a girl from <laughs> Minnesota, and all of a sudden he changes allegiance to the Vikings. That's worse. That's pretty weak, too. <laughs> that's worse. At, at least Philip was a Browns fan forever, right? Forever, I yeah, don't understand. Yeah. I mean, they had the ugly uniforms back then too. Oh. I don't, I don't like the color scheme at right. all. This is a bad color scheme, yeah, man. Yeah. But you know, I, I, he he loves the the brown, and that, and it's not you can't even be a front runner and love the Browns. You know no, what I'm saying? No, no, I'll no. Give him that. <laughs> you know, you, you yeah, can't. He's got a cowboy or forty no. nine or you know whatever. <laughs> you know. I, but you want to keep going through that torture, I guess you, you got to ride it yeah, out, man. Right, right. Hope you right, get one. Right. Um, so uh, the other thing I wanted to hit with you guys with Sirianni, did you hear him talking about taco soup? Yesterday? What was that about? Yeah, really. He said, I make taco soup for the kid, kids for lunch when they go to school, but they they get mad at me because there's not enough Fritos in there. I, I mean, look, I'm I'm the last person to be talking about any of this. But right. I've never had taco soup. Have you guys? I have had taco soup before. Yes. Yeah. Is it good. Yeah, it is good. good. Like it. Yeah. What it like? It's good. What's the? What are we? What are we doing here? What yeah, is well, it? It, yeah, it, meat, ground meat. You know. But you put the, you know, almost like you ever ate uh, chicken dumplings, chicken and yeah. dumpling soup. Well, the 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 the, uh, the the corn chips are like you know like the dumplings or whatever. You know okay. What okay. You just he didn't put enough of them in there. That's what it is. You gotta you gotta. You got to know what you're dealing with, man. He, mm -hmm. he probably skimpy on that. So, yeah, that's what it is, bro. Hmm. But it's not soup. available in a lot of places out, is it? No, it's not. It's, no. it's, it's a specialty. <laughs> See, like my, my wife my wife cringes when I whenever she makes her, her famous homemade chicken soup or she looks at me crossways because I'll go to store occasionally and buy a couple cans of Campbell's soup like chicken noodles, cream of chicken. I'll put them together and eat them. I take crackers, saltine crackers, and crush them up and put them in my soup. And she's like, really? You just destroyed the soup. No, I've enhanced it. In my mind, right, I've right. enhanced the soup. I've always done that as a kid, and those are one of the few things I will never change. I love to put crushed crackers in soups. Yep. You eat them like that. Uh, yeah, I don't have any problem with doing that. Have I, you ever done it? Yeah, that's part of the soup experience, man. Yes, yes. I even do it with one of my favorite soups is clam, New England clam chowder. Yep. I do it with the oyster crackers all the time. I love crackers in my soup, man. You know what's good with oyster crackers? What? Chili. Yes. Chili oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Finally, today we agree on something. I knew it would happen. <laughs> I knew it would happen. We're all on the same page. All right. Um, all right, birthdays again. They're not great here. Uh, Alexander uh, Hamilton. 
one of our founding fathers was born mm. on this day in 1755. Okay. Yep. Mary J. Blige. Oh, okay. Yep. Iconic. Mary, Mary J. J. Stop right there. Is there a better house party song to get into a groove than Mary J. Blige's Family Affair? She's nope. got a lot. I mean, she. Let me tell you something. But it's something about that bass beat, dude. Yeah, it I just agree. elevates the house. She's the house also a badass, too. She's just like, yep. she would, you got out of line, she would take care of you. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Man, she's 52 years old, dude. Still rocking it. Do you remember seeing her out there at the uh, Super Bowl halftime show last year, still doing all those dance moves? Yeah. Yep. And my back was hurting just watching her. <laughs> <laughs> um, Barrett, you'll appreciate this one. Carol Shelby. Do you know the name? Come on now. This is Mr. Mustang. He won the 24 Hours of Le Mans. He, you know, his cars are iconic, man. One of his yes. cars that he made back in that, he took an Italian base car yep. and put one of their engines in it. And went over and beat them in a uh, beat a uh, Ferrari, Ford versus oh. Ferrari. Yeah, you know. That's right. So yeah, I, 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 that that's that's a good look by you. Uh, Thank you. I Rob. I teed that right up for you, man. But he Great was, job, man. Great he was job. born in this day. He doesn't get enough credit, by the no, way. He no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Uh, in, in 1923. Mm. So there, there we go. Carol Shelby, um, Amanda Pete, actress, is 51 years old today. Uh, the big man, as Bruce Springsteen used to call him, mm -hmm. Clarence Clemens, the oh, saxophonist for Bruce. Yes. One of the uh, best ever. Oh, my yep. God. Born on this day in 1942, unfortunately, uh, died a couple years back, but was a really good football player, guys, in college. And was Yeah, didn't quite make it in the pros, but he was a he was a large human being. Uh, Eddie Alvarez, Philly kid, MMA fighter. Uh, he's yeah. 39 today. Mm -hmm. Is that Barrett, didn't we have him on Breakfast on Broad, Eddie? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Okay. Eddie, I okay. thought we did. Yep. Uh, nice guy. Uh, Daryl Dawkins from uh, oh. Planet Lovetron. Mm -hmm. Yes, Chocolate Thunder. Chocolate Thunder. Yes. Uh, born on this day in 1957. Uh, we lost Daryl way too young, too. Yep. Um, mm. And Naomi Judd, 67 today. Um, that's all I got, man. It wasn't a ton. No, yeah, that's, I yeah, I that's all I got. Remember Malik Jackson? Oh, Malik Jackson? Yeah, the defensive lineman. He turns 33 today. Okay. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, it was Nothing like, else. yeah, I have no movies, none. I don't have one. Are you serious? Yeah, oh man, you got movies? Oh, I got two. Right. two the floor is three, yours, Gunner. I didn't four, think we had any five, six, seven, eight movies. All right, hey, all right, how about the bye bye man? That goofy movie. I said bye bye to that movie real quick. That <laughs> came out in 2017. I said, This is stupid. So I didn't watch all that movie. Uh, Haunted House. You never saw the comedy with Marlon Wayans? Yes. Haunted, Haunted, that movie's funny. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. it is. I didn't see that one. Okay. One of my best gangster movies, Gangster Squad, with Josh Brolin, Anthony Mackie, Ryan Gosling, Sean Penn, Emma Stone. Have you ever seen that one? That's yep, a good that's cast. A good that's a yep. great movie. Uh, First Sunday with Ice Cube, Cat Williams, and Tracy Morgan. That movie's funny. <laughs> uh, Replicas. I kind of like the movie Replicas. Like one of those sci-fi type movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I like that one. Um, An American in Paris came out in 1952. Jeez, man. Way back, back when Barrett was 12. And as we move on, <laughs> uh, uh, let's see, 2013. I can't even remember. Storage 24. I never saw that one. Storage sure 24. That. Yeah. And then the last one, 2014, a kids movie called uh, The Nut Job. Uh, it was a cute animation mo movie. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Good work, that's right it, here, bro. Nice. That's it. Nice, nice job defining some there because there wasn't much to choose from. Um, that's for sure. We've been in a movie slump of late. Uh, no, man. Because they are, they, they always, 
put the movies out before. Yeah, August, September, October, yeah, November, yeah, December. Yeah, this that's is like true. The period. Yeah, that's true because they they try and beat you with the uh, with the holiday stuff. Yeah, yep. you're right. Yeah, right. Rob, here's one for John Dickerson. Yeah, there you go. I used to love that show also. Love American style. You know, all right, I'll give you. I'll, I will give style. you. A, I'll give you a fun fact off of that. That is the show that spurred Happy Days. What? There was an episode of Love American Style that inspired uh, the creators, who was Gary Marshall, to uh, write Happy Days. Really? And Happy Days is based out of the great city of what? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Okay, I'll give you one more Happy Days fun fact. Uh, It launched the career of Robin Williams. That's true. Robin oh, was the first oh, time we uh, saw Mork on Mork for Mork. Mork, yeah, yep. Mork and Mindy. Yeah, correct. Yep. Yeah, and it Good was uh, it, it it literally overnight changed his whole life. He was doing stand up in in the Bay Area, and you know that that thing premiered, and he said the rest was history. Like the next year, he was doing Mork and Mindy, movies, stand up, and his whole career blew up. Just just went into you know orbit, so to speak. After wow. that, so yeah. Uh, there you go. Who knew we were going to spin something off of a Love American style? But there you go. It just goes to show you how diversified we are as a show. We not only talk sports, <laughs> we talk movie, weather, disasters. That's right. We talk it all. Yes. So pull correct. up a chair and set a spell. That's you right. Um, all right. So we got a few minutes left here. Uh, from an eagle standpoint, um, I said that I said this to you guys on Monday and Tuesday. But tell me if you're starting to feel a little bit better about things now that we're far enough away from that Giants game. And a couple of those last games. Are you starting to to think more in terms of earlier <clears throat> in the year when they were playing well versus what we saw Sunday and and the last couple of weeks? Are you starting to move away from that, feeling more confident in this team? I never lost the confidence in the team. You know, uh, okay. you know, last two games without Jalen Hurts, you're not going to get. You know, it, you can't put that same that same thought process in when you when you have a not a, a Jalen Hurd less team. And then this last weekend, you didn't they didn't put in the offense that would really highlight everything that Jalen Hurst brings to the table. So I can't even correlate those three to the games that we're about to go into with the playoffs. I mean, you're gonna see a totally different brand of football. It's gonna be totally different just because of the playoffs. I mean, it goes in, it goes in um it goes in seasons. The first four games, um, you usually figure out what you are as a team, what you do best. Then the next, mm-hmm. you know, the next eight games, you figure out, all right, we're trying to jockey for position. You know, we're trying to see, you know, who the big dogs are. That's where you are with this first eight, uh, mm-hmm. the next eight games. Then the last four games, now you're starting to play and ramp up for playoff football. You know, you try to get that spot and that seed. Then after that, you're going into the playoffs. And you know what the playoffs are. So you take – it goes at 20% increments. You're going to get 20% better. 20% better in this eight weeks, 20% more. And then the last 20% is where you really, all the energy, everything goes out. You're going, give me your last drop mm-hmm. of, of, of effort in these last four weeks. I mean, mm-hmm. these last four games. Mm-hmm. So, How about you, Derek? Where are you at? Time to reset. You, you, you survived at the top of the hill through the 17-game journey. Um. You, you got you stumbled to the finish line because of injuries and whatever the case may be. But now you have extra time that other teams do not have to heal up physically and mentally. Uh, 
to look extensively at how you played the game down the stretch to rectify whatever deficiencies you had and come out blazing. And anybody who wants to play has got to come through your backyard until further notice. Yep. So I, I feel good about where this team is. You know, they got CJ back. Hopefully they get Lane back. Um, and, and I look at who their first round opponent will be. I'm not, I'm not afraid of their first round opponent. Whoever, I don't care if it's Dallas, uh, even with Brady playing the way he's playing. Now, Brady, now they got to get off the field with Brady because Brady can't control the clock on anybody. You got to get off the field against Tom Brady. But outside of that, when you match man for man, position, position, depth for depth, feel good about this team. Well said. All right. All right. That's going to do it for us. So uh, tomorrow we're back at it. Same time. Remember Mike quick and D line them tomorrow. So don't go anywhere. Uh, hang with us tomorrow from 12 to three. Tell guys, press, smash the like button right here. Right I know, here, man. man. Uh, stay tuned. You have the national football show with Dan Cilio. I want to thank Xander Krause. I want to thank all of you in the chat section, everybody streaming, everybody listening. We do appreciate it. We will see you tomorrow at the same time for Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, and Rob Ellis. You've been watching sports take Jacob sports, YouTube network. See you tomorrow. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Plan. 
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.